Hold it. Finger on chin, keep holding. Holding. Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast. I clicked start a, like a minute ago and I don't know what to say. My name is Dylan. <laughs> My name is Victim. You don't have to keep holding the chin pose! <laughs> Jitsi's telling me my microphone's loud. Yeah, well, Jitsi's a fucking Oh no, oh god, oh god. It. I have the stream on screen. I need to stop it. Oh god. I had the thing open for chat, and it started, like, talking. That's gonna show up in the VOD for sure. Hey, everybody. Let me go ahead and Oops. announce that we're uh, going live across the social media hellscape. Oh, oh, I got a message. I wonder what that was. Oh, man, who could that be? Shit poster club, Twitter. Good thing I typed all these out ahead of time. All right. So, what do we even talk about today? Who am I kidding? I already planned it ahead. So, we got to talk about the follow-up from last episode. So, last episode, we almost exclusively talked about Planet Side 2, uh, which, yep. was, which was a lot of fun. Um... So the finals were today uh, for the Outfit Wars, as it were, which is a uh, an alpha attempt uh, at doing a competitive, like esportsy, like PlanetSide implementation that is still very uniquely PlanetSide. And our outfit won. I, I say our the the one that we joined because we tired of playing alone won. To Raph, and it was fucking hype. That means that means we won. Let's be real. I claim this victory for all of us. <laughs> hey, man, take what you can get, right? That's right. That is some really strong whiskey. We're in for a good show. So uh, some of you who are partaking in the live show will notice that we went live a day early. Oops. Because I have stuff to do tomorrow. I'm still releasing this episode uh, on odyssey.com tomorrow like we normally would. So... For some of you, you may not even notice because not a whole lot of people tune into the live show, which is fine. I'm still getting used to it. And uh, I'm not sure if we're going to keep doing it on Space Cowboy because like I was saying, uh, I really like this this software and I really like how I can say whatever I want and it's fine. Um, I think I'd rather play Clone Hero on this site because DMCA takedown's a bitch uh, and then do the show on Odyssey where our videos already are. It just seems to make more sense, especially now that we've... Uh, figured out a way to do the outro as part of the video live show and um i don't, I don't have to edit anything at all which is way better because then i don't have to render so can't promise we'll stay on this site for the show uh but i'm definitely going to keep streaming on it for like clone hero and video games and stuff like that uh but i don't really stream a whole lot victim you stream way the fuck more than i do you actually like do it professionally yep. as a hobby um i say professionally but i mean like you have like the you know the works you're not just turning your camera on and like I'm, I'm playing Minecraft, guys. Like you, you got the the stream art, the banners, the. I should do that some night. Just fire up fucking Minecraft and see how many people are like, "What the fuck are you doing?" It's like, what are you doing? Like this is a Persona Five. <laughs> I know that stream's been good to you. Oh my goodness, you beat Cup Boy the other day, and um, I I I never bought bits before, and then I found out after I did it that they're half price on the PC version of the app. Than the phone, are they? I I was oh, God. I was told that I had no idea, so I bought. I like, think they used to be. I don't think they're on sale right now, though. Oh, maybe. So I, I bought like ten bucks worth, and I just threw them at you. I was like, "This is fun, <laughs> money." 
and then like everybody else was doing it and it was just really cool well what did you think of the final boss of uh p5 um i mean it was hype it was i mean i guess you can't say it's not expected to some extent i mean they, they really did play it up it's not like they were hiding it mm-hmm. uh once you get to that point i mean obviously but um yeah. But it was a proper build-up. It was a proper setup. Um, I had some complaints with kind of the setup because I feel like I don't know. I feel like I've seen that done before, and I, I don't. Maybe maybe I haven't. Maybe I'm just like maybe it's just similar to something else I've seen before. I don't know. But I don't want to sound like I'm dogging on P5 when I say that either. Yeah. It, it was still good. The fight was set up really well, and it was like done perfectly. It's just we've seen this setup before. It it was in a game. So, that rhymes with Persona Core, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just that when you see something that's like, I don't know, let's say like average, mediocre, like uh-huh. middle of the road, but you've been all the way up here the entire fucking time, it's, it, it, that drop is jarring sometimes. So mm-hmm. that revelation was very, it wasn't bad. It's not, I mean, you know, Hal's brought up the point that like, you know, not everything's going to be super unique. And I don't even think I, I, I don't know, I would never make that argument. Like I, I would never say that like that one way or the other. But like, it just hit me in that moment where I'm like, oh, that's all. That's all it was. Yeah. So here's <laughs> my like, take. Right. Let, let, hear me out. So yeah. uh, I did play the original Persona Five when it came out. Uh, I had already beaten Persona Three and Four. Um, I had an interest in SMT, but I had never really, I like. Like most people, I played Persona first because I didn't fucking know what it was, right? And I was like, oh, this looks cool, All right? Persona's definitely the entry level. I mean, that's the one I heard about first, too, back when yeah. P- with P3, so... It's a spin-off, but it's cool. And um, so I-, I played P5 when it was new, and uh, I thought P4 was better. Like, straight up. I'm like, Cup Boy is a cool boss, but I like how in P4, like, getting the, the-, the true villain and then, uh, like, the-, the murderer, but not the the orchestrator of events right is the difference between a good ending and a true ending whereas with persona 5 like going all the way up to cup boy which is kind of like equivalent to p4's true ending is like kind of the only ending everything else is a bad ending and you feel unfinished like there's no jumping off point where you feel relatively okay like with p4 and i thought that was a big difference and with p5 royal i I won't spoil the third act because you're in it um so, uh, guest number 54, heard of SMT first. Good on you. I actually am the same. Like, I've heard of, like, Digital Devil Saga, which was another spinoff. And I haven't played that either. Um, because when I was a kid, I watched G4, like most kids with cable did. And I remember oh, it being yeah. reviewed. And I remember... If you had access to it, you yeah. watched it. There's no, no way around it. Yeah. I, I can't stand the, the people who were on G4 as people today. But uh, as a kid, they, I ate that shit up. Well. I was they like, oh, age. yeah. Yeah, that Adam dude has like a Coke problem. He's not looking good. And he has some pretty he, uh, shitty opinions. <laughs> but, he let his days in X-Play go to his head to the point now that he thinks that he's an, an, not, not just a critic, but an authority. On show. And this is like, hey man, you're developing a bit of a bit of a god complex there. Yeah. You might want to reel that one back. What an asshole that guy. No, but uh, you know, X played. Uh, I, I watched it because um, you know my, my parents split when I was young, and my dad had cable, and my mom didn't. I live with my mom, so like you know, I, I spent a lot of time watching TV when I was with my dad uh, when appropriate, and I would love watching X play, and I just 
because I, I was such a big fan of video games, I would just eat that shit up. And one of the, the t- one time they reviewed Digital Devil Saga, it's like you're in a high school and you're like killing demons and it's weird and it's really cell shaded. It looks weird. And I'm like, oh, that looks fucking sweet, right? Thinking to myself, yeah. but I never played it. But I, I heard of that before I heard of Persona and the rest of SMT. So I, I, it's the same for me too, with an asterisk to kind of explain. So so yeah. like I was saying, I, I'm I, definitely the opposite on that. <laughs> <laughs> Although it wasn't too far after I heard about P3 that I heard because like I don't know. I, I the friends that I had back then, uh, like Halo Three friends of mine, mentioned it. And I think we used to just talk about the series because it looked all, always looked cool to me, but I never had the ability to play it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how it went. Yeah, I get that. So, like, um, well, like I was saying, I, I thought P4 was the better game when I first beat P5. Because so I was like, you know, Cut Boy's cool. Uh, the, the killing shot, way cooler than the kill shot from P4, like, just by default. Cause well, I mean, there P5 really wasn't much... Cooler. There, in fact, there wasn't even a kill shot till Golden, was there? No. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't in the original and, and, exactly, and it definitely wasn't as cool for certain. It was still cool, hype as fuck, but absolutely. So, like, uh, you know, I appreciate P five for what it was, and I'm really excited to watch your stream and watch you play through the third act in uh, the third semester, as people call it, the the, the royal exclusive bit. Uh, you know, you've already gotten far enough to, to realize some of the initial spoilers, but there's so much more ahead of you. And the, the, the way it plays out at the end, like, was so good that I do think Persona 5 Royal is the better game over Persona 4 Golden. But only because of the stuff Royal adds. Like, Base P5 mm. wasn't a better game. I think Persona 5 Royal is a better game. But it's very close. Like, they're both very good. It's just, P5 Royal is so good. Like, the ending is so good. And the way it just, the things that it does, like, it's just... I, I was so thrilled when you picked it up. That's why me and GTA have been really insisting that you get to that third area because I remember yeah. when Jordan played it, he didn't know what to do, and then he got the P5 ending, and he's like, this is the end of the P5. It sucks. And he had not played P5 before. He thought that was the real end. And I'm like, I don't blame you, and I don't blame you for hating it because it mm. kind of sucks, right? Like, can you imagine it, it, if it ended right yeah. there? Like, and it, you just cut to, like, minor wrap-ups, Valentine's Day, everyone goes their separate ways. That's kind of how it wraps up after that fight, Right. Uh, and you don't hear from anyone else. Like, Akechi's still gone. Like, you don't hear from him again, right? That's why Jordan hated him, because if you leave it at that, it's like, what the fuck was that guy's problem? And then in in Royal, you get to to interact with the real him without fighting him. Like, he's not hiding himself, and he's not... It's not a redemption arc. He will not be redeemed. He's just an asshole. But he's like... But he's honest with you now. Yeah. And he knows it. I think the big thing... (laughs) A big thing, the big thing about it is, I think he can be reformed, but not redeemed. Mm-hmm. I think because, what makes, mm-hmm. yeah, what it's makes just him... ultimately one of those moments mm-hmm. where like they play up his character who've done a bunch of horrible shit. In fact, we're pretty certain he's killed p- party members, family members. So it's like can't really come back from that. Yeah, but we also know. That he was hell bent on doing the right thing, just through very evil means. He's right. kind of like the pinnacle of anti-hero. Like he he was going back and forth between anti-hero mm-hmm. and villain in a lot of ways. And you're gonna see him double down on a lot of those ideas. This is not a redemption arc, and that's what makes it so good. Because most cliche like JRPGs, RPGs, or stories or TV shows, whatever have you, right? would typically put a character like him into a redemption arc in this kind of scenario. 
but that's not what you're going to get. <laughs> and that's what makes it great. And I'm excited to watch you play it and live vicariously through your first time experience. Yeah. Uh, it, this is like when you got to chapter seven in, in Xenoblade for me. Like I knew what oh, was coming. Yeah, yeah. I knew what was coming and I wanted to watch every minute of it. And I, I took time out of my day to make sure I was watching, even though I was working or had other shit to do. Like I've got this, uh, where is it? It's under my, my, uh, thing right here, but there's a, there's a laptop right there. So when I'm working, I have a laptop right there for when I'm not busy on a call or something and I can like have watch your stream. <laughs> Cause I ain't doing that on the work computer. Uh-uh. But yeah, like, I'm so fucking excited. Are you excited? Like, yeah, honestly, well, I mean, I won't mention all the reveals just for sake of I don't know, maybe like some viewers like fucking see, uh, searching through and they accidentally hit this part and haven't beaten P5 or Royal yet. But that reveal was pretty. I don't know if I'd say it was necessarily hype because they definitely they played it long enough that I don't even think they were trying to make it like exciting more than just like. Well, fuck, how do we move forward here? They, they, it instantly invoked, like, well, all right, what's our fucking plan? We've got to come up with a plan now. Yeah, because everything just kind of fell apart. And you're like, oh, shit, what do we do? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's like, not only did we realize shit was fucky, but then when we realized why and who caused it to be fucky, it's like, well, I, well, I can't kill him. Um, shit. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, I just dropped my can of water on myself. Cool. Oh, awesome. shit, did it spill? You know? A little bit. I'm okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck. I'm the one drinking whiskey here. How how did you spill water? Like Um, I don't know. I rub butter on my fingers possibly. Mm -hmm. This is uh Angel's Envy, by the way. This is a very nice um whiskey. I don't know. I'm not really big into alcohol. Like I only drink I have maple syrup in the form of whiskey behind me somewhere. <laughs> also known as Crown Royal. That's like so Canadian, I love it. But yeah, uh, so speaking of streaming, so you actually didn't pick up uh, P5 this weekend. You you played the new Monster Hunter uh, like a lot of people did. How did that stream go? I couldn't even tune in. I was so busy. <laughs> I don't want to sound like I'm shitting on the game because I'm only like, I can't even say eight hours in. I've only, I really haven't even touched. I, I've only beaten like four or five different monsters. I just farmed one out for some gears. So it took me a lot longer. But um, it feels... Like, they upgraded the freedom of movement from World. Like, you can grappling hook fucking anywhere you want to go. You can't do it infinitely, but you can go anywhere you want. Um, which is nice. You can climb fucking mountains. You can goddamn well come down from the top of the map to beat the monster's ass. There's no zones. Well, I mean, there's still zones, but they don't really fucking matter. You just traverse past them. Um, which is, that's cool. It's honestly fun. Uh, the fact that you get a mount out the gate, you don't have to like spend like countless hours unlocking it uh, for each zone or anything stupid like that. That's nice. But it still feels like there's a lot of features that are just missing, which I think mm -hmm. is the issue, is that it still made weapons easier to use, like World. Or I guess uh, Generations did that, I think, right? Before World? I can't remember. But they they still got like the things that old fans didn't like about World. But they removed some of the things that new fans liked about World. So mm. I have a really hard time believing that this game is going to take off as hard as World did. However, it's still Monster Hunter, which by default just makes it fun. I don't know. And Monster so. Hunter kind of has an enthusiast community like Dark Souls. Like uh, I feel like Monster exactly. Hunter is a difficult kind of game. And, and some people might shame me for thinking that Monster Hunter is hard. Right, but like, I mean, they, it's supposed to be. 
think about it like the the end game of monster hunter is a very skill-based game right and if you you can't just waltz into it like a jrpg where you just level up over time um mm. like um what the fuck am i saying so like uh I, I feel like the way you've described monster hunter rise kind of reminds me of monster hunter freedom unite so on the PSP, which is my first Monster Hunter experience, you know, claw and all, fucking hell, uh, was, you know, there was Monster Hunter Freedom, Monster Hunter Freedom 2, which is the one I started with, which was basically the first one with more stuff. And then there was Monster Hunter Freedom Unite, which was like everything from the first two games with some experimental stuff, like having your own cat that does things for you and can join you on quests. Yep. Uh, and That's then they made Monster Hunter Freedom 3 uh, for the psp in japan only and then they remade that for the wii as that other game and that was well, with underwater content like the the psp oh did yeah not. well yeah they they did some different things they, it was it was basically that but they they, they fucked with it a lot but my point is, I, is that unite yeah, was yeah. kind of like a, a stepping stone of experimentation and then they leaped into something great right so i feel like they're get they're 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 they're, set, they're setting down to leap into something that's gonna please everyone uh, but Rise may not be it, um, which is weird to say in in the age of 2021 where everything's live action or uh, sorry live service and should last forever, right? Like it's a game's not profitable these days if it doesn't demand your attention for time on end, right? Well, it's because the development cycles are becoming longer, eh, but the price of them is. I mean, I don't think anyone has a problem with like microtransactions so long as it's not like game. Like super necessary to experience the game. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so it's I don't like know. these companies can get away with that shit. Like, fucking Monster Hunter wanted to sell you a billion costumes. No one bat an eye. Dead or Alive already does that. No one gives it shit. Yeah. And then you can make them cosmetic only and they don't even affect your stats. And it's like, yeah, yeah I'll exactly. pay for that. Like, yeah. Or when an expansion comes and out. And even you... doing that, by the way. Like, you, yeah. you, just thought, you just unlock them by play. So it's like. And then, like, for Iceborne, for World, like, I bought that, and it came with a set of armor and weapons that was, like, the bare minimum to even play Iceborne, right? Which steamrolls the base game, which you have to clear before you can play the Iceborne content, which I never got through because, to be honest, it was kind of a slog. Um, I mean, I enjoyed some of it, uh, but half the time was me in voice chat with the boys uh, trying to get through this quest to the point where I could ask for help and you could finally join me. Just so I can yeah, catch up to where you were, so I, I really can contribute like a normal like person. <laughs> but I think Rise uh, goes back to the to its roots for that shit. We mm. haven't tested it out perfectly yet, but we may not even be able to fucking go together with Village Quest. Mm. There might be, might not be that. So we'll have to like look through it a bit. I'm sure someone's already played it in there. They're gonna hear me say that and I'm like, "Oh, what? He's lying." He's like, I, "No, I, I just haven't tried it yet." So, mm-hmm. but it looks like you can't. It looks like it's back to guild quests or multiplayer, village quests or single player. So very traditional monster but, hunter, which is fine. You know, yeah, I mean, of- like you can't give them shit for it because so many people bitched and moaned about world. Right, like a lot of people were pissed about world. They're like weapons are too easy now. Uh, Everything is fucking easy. They're all all the shit that your pets can get, uh, you get free healing and blah, blah blah. It's like, man, they're just trying to make the game like have more going on. It's not like monsters can't still fucking one shot you. Yeah, you can have all the healing in the world if you die in one fucking hit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyways. But I guess it made it made early and mid game easier. I'll, I'll admit, but late mm-hmm. game was still pretty good, pretty hard. The only thing that pisses me off about Monster Hunter 
Uh, and this is a, a artifact of my time playing Freedom Unite, where I played the most hours total. Right? Was um my in to to actually clearing content was to master the great sword. And I like great swords, but like I've always been a fan of spears. Right? So lance and gun lance, two different fucking categories, both badass. They call my name. I'm not good with them. I tried using them, and it's just I could be using a great sword right now. Was all I could think. I could just be using yep. a great sword, not long sword. Don't get me wrong, not the weeb stick, the great sword, because it's great. And I chop their heads off. It's great. Like, <laughs> like I, I was, was thinking, great with it. Like, <laughs> Rise was a perfect chance for them to add a new weapon. They they reeled back on all the fighting mechanics, so that it's back to basics. I mean, there's there's, there's new shit that all the wire bug stuff has their own like mechanical stuff tied to them but it would have been a perfect time for them to release a new weapon mm-hmm. and they it really would have been did they? and i was thinking it'd be really cool to have like a spear like mm-hmm. lance and gun lance's big thing is that one of them is a mix between melee and range i mean not my much but you know what i mean right um and then lance is just big weapon with shield where mm-hmm. sword and shield is small weapon with shield I would describe the gun lance as more like uh, a lance with risk rather than a lance with range. That that's a better way of putting it. It's like it's got a little bit of range to it, but not not nearly as much yeah. as like you know the actual range weapons. It has more in common with hitting R one when you strike with Squall in Final Fantasy VIII for a crit than it does with a ranged weapon. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That, that's that, that's actually a really good uh, yeah analogy actually. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I was thinking, a spear would be fucking great i don't know maybe maybe the the weird mechanic about it is the the head is uh attached to a chain so it can detach and become kind of like a whip or something i don't fucking know like i i just thought of that off the top of my head right now so mm-hmm. there, there you go uh, capcom you got if there's an idea run with it mm-hmm. I, it's for free yeah contact him at mm underscore victim at twitter.com for uh his <laughs> venmo uh, for the idea you know <laughs> that's a weird tangent but I didn't know this, but the Japanese market actually hires off Twitter. Really? Yeah, like they, they'll hire artists, voice actors, and other such shit through Twitter. That's I mean, fucking weird. It's not that weird, because, uh, like, IT people and, like, computer scientists and developers, like, they get hired off a social network called LinkedIn, which is just a resume with a social media site up behind it, really. I suppose that's fair, too, yeah. Um, whereas uh, voice actors and stuff, like, they're not looking for work on LinkedIn, they're on Twitter. They're on TikTok. Well, most of them are not on TikTok until they're already famous, <laughs> right? I mean, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good idea too. Just like to further your fame. I mean, might as well get in on e fame when people fucking love voice actors. Oh yeah, like the cult of voice actors. You know, you and I are both guilty of uh, uh, being a member. The cult of voice acting. It's like I fucking love American voice actors. I acknowledge there's a lot of really poorly dubbed anime, right? But when you get like a well done video game or a well-done anime that's of foreign origin it's like the shit you know like yeah like how many people like cowboy bebop in the 90 or in the 90s and 2000s because it played on adult swim right oh yeah i mean they're the only author the they're author all... thinks that the dub of that is better than yeah. the fucking japanese version so they're only gonna play and, it in and, english on tv and admit this like every, everyone out there that watches anime has to admit this if they can't admit to it they're still in their weeb phase and you just gotta give them a few years Everyone, and at least in the West, everyone started with English anime. If it didn't ever exist, you wouldn't have a fucking clue what it was, and you wouldn't have given it even a little bit of a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for some people, it was Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, right? Yep. Uh, that was my. That was that was that was me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I like them both. <laughs> I like them both. The same but, like, I, I had a, I had a lot of Dragon Ball Z merchandise. I enjoyed watching Sailor Moon, but like, my sister was a freak for Sailor Moon. And, and to this day, Sailor Moon's like little freaking intro is like her ringtone. She's never changed it. Yeah, in, and, in Canada, is uh, uh, Sailor Moon didn't go take off as hard as Cat Captain Sakura did. Hmm. But I've seen some episodes of that, and I thought that was super cool. But then they stopped playing it on TV, and I was like, "Oh, well, I don't have any other means to watch this." Yeah. <laughs> um, and my my access to cable at my mom's house was very shoddy because we were super poor, right? Um, so it's like I couldn't keep up with multiple shows. Like I got lucky with Dragon Ball Z that I was able to clear the whole thing while I had cable. But they reran it so many times that I had lots of chances. Right. Yeah, that's true. That, that, that's how I felt with. Uh, see, I watched Dragon Ball the whole way through. Z, I only watched bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. And then it would have been Inuyasha, Naruto, and Fullmetal Alchemist. I was able to watch pretty much the whole way through mm-hmm. uh, as they aired on TV. Absolutely. Like, I. Um, the only anime that I've seen, like, on DVD beginning to end all the way through without having to rely on cable and its schedule to watch something day over day over time was Robotech actually because that my, makes sense. my stepdad was a big fan of Robotech Robotech is like uh, a lot of people will tell you that it's not anime have you seen Robotech victim or do you just know about uh, it? I know of it so let me tell you let me tell you Robotech uh, is basically three different anime uh, before anime was popular in the west uh, that the rights were purchased by Harmony Gold a company in America right they saw this in Japan, and they were like, holy shit, these are great. We should buy these. And then they did. And they basically, they dubbed over it uh, with a new story that was a little bit more American-centric. Uh, they didn't change the localization, right? It was a space story, right? So yeah. there's there's no need to change those things. Uh, they changed the names of characters, and they changed what they talked about. And so get this these are three totally different anime that have nothing to do with each other the first one was macross which is popular and continued on and the f- later versions of macross into the macross soundtrack dude that's yeah. just fucking the is like later easy. later renditions of macross uh do not have their rights owned by harmony gold only the first original right so there was three seasons of robotech there was the first season which was just original macross dubbed over there was some other anime whose name I don't know. It's in Japanese. It's not doesn't have an English name, right? That's Robotech season two, and the main character girl is just the child of like two characters from the Macross show that never show up in this one, and you just have to take their word for it, right? It was a very entry level writer wishy washy excuse for connecting the two, and it wasn't about transforming planes. It was about tanks. <laughs> But they dubbed over the thing that the aliens brought because it, it was kind of like District Nine. Like there's this weird floaty thing on Earth, and they're like, "What is that? We gotta take care of that." Oh, right. Okay. But like they 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 connected it to the plot of the original Macross Robotech dub, and then the third season was a different anime altogether about motorcycles that transformed to body sized mech suits, like exosuits, right? Uh, and I don't remember the main character's relation to the previous characters, but it was one. One story, one like three different villains after the same like resource, um, which looked different in each episode or each season because there were three different fucking animes, right? But it was one coherent plot, three different animes stitched together. And because this was popular, more anime came to the West that otherwise would never have come. 
it's kind of the reason we have anime in, in a way right because i mean yeah you had astro boy on saturday mornings sure right yeah but, but that it, was that was still close enough to like cartoons that it really like or i say western cartoons whatever mm-hmm. but um that it uh it really wouldn't have you couldn't have been like oh that's an anime and people would be like what it's a cartoon yeah. But this was and a nobody would have given a shit. Robotech was a drama for teens and adults that was That's animated, the right? and yeah. that made that that really opened the door for anime because they were like, oh, there's an audience for this kind of content, and uh, now they can bring over like um, you know similar art style, similar era stuff like Akira and Dragon Ball and Cowboy Bebop and whatever the fuck else, right? And Akira was. A worldwide fucking hit. Yeah. Cult classic, if you will. I can't um, give all the credit to Robotech. So. It's just Robotech was a show with many episodes. Akira is a movie, right? Yeah. They, they kind of both did this. They're, they both contributed to this. I mean, thing to be I'm fair, explaining. you could argue that anything up to Naruto was still paving the way, right? Really? Right. Like, I know a lot of people will fucking call me fucking crazy for saying that because, you know, what we're looking at, like, probably like a span of 10 years. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact time frame, but like, I, I don't think it wasn't really until like, I don't even think, even like 2010, like it would have been a little bit after that, probably, before that shit really started getting popularized. It wasn't yeah. until places like Netflix thought to pick it up and start fucking doing stuff with it that other companies started to boom off of it, like Funimation or. Uh, even Crunchyroll and all those other ones, like they they started to see a bigger boost because so many more companies wanted in. Exactly, like it went I can't from being even like a couple hundred thousand to millions of people. I think Naruto is and a really now, good turning way point. more now. So yeah, like yeah, ima- exactly. Imagine the turning point of of Naruto's creation. Like everything before Naruto is like niche and weird. Like oh, you watch anime? That's weird, right? Like you're not normal, right? Whereas nowadays, fucking everybody watches anime. Like it's not. There's no stigma. I mean, unless you're watching, like, weird shit, right? I'm, I'm sure somewhere, someplace, you could say it in your fucking school and you'll get bullied for it. But you could then, like, literally turn to the internet or, I don't know, a fucking cafe somewhere in your mm-hmm. city. And you probably, you'll probably find, like, at least a pocket of people anywhere you go that watches it. Yeah. Anime. It's just, like, the thing with anime and video games and nerdy movies, uh, you know, like, there's a lot of people my age, the millennial generation, right? Like... All those popular girls from school who, you know, wouldn't even think twice about that weird shit, right? They're off out making TikToks and and Facebook posts saying about how much they love this old nerd shit from the 90s. They have all this 90s nostalgia. They fucking love Dragon Ball Z. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like, you're (laughs) watching she used to bully me for that. No, you don't. Yeah, like, you you used to think I was a fucking weirdo for, for liking this kind of stuff. And it's like, now you're claiming it like it's your culture. Like, fuck off. Holy shit. Like... I mean, it's cool if you went back and you're like, damn, I missed out on this. I was fucking wrong about this. But and then it's another thing to be yeah. able to pretend like you liked it the whole fucking time. Yeah, like, I'm not gatekeeping. Go enjoy the good stuff that you uh, averted your eyes to before. But, like, don't claim like you were in this back in the day. Because if you did, you kept it a secret. And I understand why you would. I'm not mad at them for that. No, yeah, I, I that that was my experience. Um, I had a friend in high or middle school, I should say. That uh, found out I watched Naruto. I, I literally used to watch anime. Like, if it was on, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Let's watch that. And I had some friends who liked uh, Inuyasha that were probably a little bit more mm-hmm. into it than I was. I say a little bit more. They were definitely a lot more into it than I was. 
But um, but they were cool people, so I just didn't give a shit. And never ever crossed my mind that I that this was like super nerdy shit because I never really mm. gave a shit enough until that moment where he's like, "Oh, we can't be friends anymore." I'm like, "What? Mm. Why? That's wild." <laughs> It's like it just pisses. It's a fucking cartoon on TV. What, what do you mean we can't be friends over that? You fucking idiot. Jokes on him though. Uh, I went on to do way better in Halo Three than he did. So. Ooh. But, yeah, almost every fucking kid I met, like from middle school on, were just utter ass at video games. Yeah. So. It's just, it just pisses me off. Where do they get off buying all this fucking Sailor Moon merchandise? They got the all pink room with the freaking auto full chair with the cat ears, and they got the you know fucking Sailor Moon like neon sign in the background. Like, yep. you, you didn't watch that when you were young, or if you did, you didn't tell anybody. You kept it a my, secret. My favorite one is when they're huge Hello Kitty fans, and they they pretend like they fucking know what that is. It's like motherfucker, I am engrossed in this culture, and I don't even know what the fuck it is. <laughs> I've seen the merch, but I don't know anything about Hello Kitty. Yeah, like, that, that's about as like, far as I'd go. It's like, I know it exists. I know it's a mascot for something, but that's as far as it goes. No fucking idea. And that's fine. That's fucking fine. Um, I still, uh, you know, every time we bring up anime on the show, I'd like to remind you, Victim, that you need to, one, watch Cowboy Bebop, and two, watch Gundam in English. Uh, I know you've tried and haven't finished Cowboy Bebop, and I know you had not started Gundam. But <laughs> uh, Gundam would be a hard one, honestly. I... Mechs are so hit or miss with me. I think you'd be like, fine if you just watched Gundam The Origin and Gundam Unicorn. They're opposite maybe. ends of the timeline. Obviously, the beginning of everything and the latest. Um, but, like, if you just watch those, you'd be in good shape. Also, the English dub is real fucking good. Uh, mostly uh, because they have some really good talent. Specifically. But, like, you you would love it. It's so good. <laughs> the, the English dub is such a treat. Uh, that's besides the point. So, um, not gatekeeping the hobby, but it just kind of miffs me the wrong way when I see like people my age that were very against this kind of stuff in school because it wasn't popular. Talk about it like it's their like fucking life's goal to to have all yeah, this good shit. The moment it's collection. being popular, they're right. They're right on it. It's like you have not changed at all from back then, man. Fuck off. Reminds me of some post I saw. I don't know if it was on 4chan or Twitter, but it was like a, a screenshot of another website because half of all social media posts are just screenshots of different websites, right? Uh, yeah. And it was a post that said like, "Hey, I showed you this song. Like, a, a, I show a girl a song, and she's like, yeah, it's all right. It's not great.' And then like a month later." Uh, she shows me the same song, forgetting that I showed it to her. And I was like, I showed this to you a month ago. And he's like, yeah, that's before it got good. And it's like, <laughs> bitch, it's the same fucking song. <laughs> it's not, it, doesn't, it. it doesn't get good. It was good before. <laughs> like, No, Jitsi's screaming at me before. What, what is this? Talking too much? I don't know, maybe. You're, oh, it was your microphone's muted, too. Your microphone's too noisy. Okay. As long as I can hear you, it's okay because we're streaming. Uh, we've had Jitsi crash before and kept chugging, and it was fine. So yeah, goddamn. So tell me, um, have you heard about Outriders yet? I see it almost everywhere I go at the moment, and I don't know why. I, I, I I'll it, tell you it, why. I see guns I, and bald people, and I'm like, okay. I, I have a theory. I have a theory. I think the Outriders devs are smart marketers because I was watching an M-Tash video. M-Tash, you know, Papa Tash. He was okay. he made a video saying, hey, guys, guys, chill. 
I fucking love Genshin Impact. But I got paid to make some guides for Outriders. I like this kind of game because I used to play Destiny 2. And it's a cool opportunity to be paid to make some guides for it. So I'm going to talk about the game. I'm going to try playing it. And if it takes off, I might keep playing it. But I'll come back for everything new that's Genshin because right now we're in a content drought. And when last time I did this, going from Destiny 2 to Genshin, my community got really upset. So I wanted to tell you. Like, he made like a 15-minute video basically explaining that point, but at the length of detail of 15 minutes long. Right? And I was like, that's really reasonable. And he likes looter shooters. This looks like a new looter shooter, and it seems all right. And then another guy, Upper Echelon Gaming, who I frequently criticize for being bad at video games, because he is, right? He, <laughs> But what I like about him is that I know he's bad at video games because he's really good at showcasing video games, explaining to you what you're seeing on screen, and telling you what the game's about. He'll point out everything he perceives as a flaw and things that he likes. Like He's very objective about that, which is why I know he's really bad at video games. Because he talked about Doom Eternal, and he he, he didn't like the Marauders because he was bad at the game. And he tried to say it was the game's fault, but really he was just bad. Maybe I should get into the review business, fuck. It sounds like literally anybody can do it, for fuck's sake. Seriously. Like, he has no talent. But he talked about Outriders as well. Well, he's got talent, just not in video games. Yeah. (laughs) But he... he, uh, Apparent, I, I believe he's also paid to talk about Outriders. He didn't disclose it, but he was talking about it, criticizing it. Hopefully he put it in his description, because if he was paid for that, that's some... Uh... Well, I don't think he was paid for that video. If he makes... Oh, ga- I got you. I like, got you. when Mtash talked, he's like, look at these videos. I can't show you what they are, because I'm under NDA, but they're all privated, ready to go. Like, he's already made the videos, right? Uh, so, basically, under NDA, he made videos about a game where only the demo is available, the actual game he played and made videos for. Right? Oh, it's not out yet. It's not out yet. It's April 1st, and then it'll come out. Oh, okay. His videos will trinkle out at the pace of the YouTube algorithm, right? And um, he's already been paid to make them. So this company is obviously paying people who are interested in these kind of games, looter shooters. I bet they're targeting the Warframe community. Honestly, like, you really think they're... At this they're... point, if you're not targeting them and you're making a similar game... You are yeah. literally brain dead. Like, imagine, so, like, tossing some bucks at Brozyme or Grindhard Squad or fucking Mogamu. Like, imagine... If you pulled Mogamu, you pretty much literally pulled a lifeline of the goddamn Warframe community at that point. Well, he quit Warframe. He's the only ago. one who's advo- advocating and criticizing the game at the same time. More Warframe. Only, well, uh, that I know of, at least. I, I don't. I don't watch all of them, but he's the big one. That there's I know there's of. more uh, condescending Warframe content these days. Like even Brozyme is critical of the game, right? And he's a big shill for Warframe, right? They, but, it needs it. They need to listen. And uh-huh. from my understanding, they're just not, and that's an yeah. issue. I haven't watched the most recent round of videos because this month's dev stream came out. I haven't looked at the follow up. No one heard the press. They look every single time they release a new one. Yeah. They look like they are ready to just quit but think about it like a new version of railjack just dropped i have not looked at it i have not played it uh i have not watched any videos about it they just released another dev stream about the future the immediate future warframe could be in a good spot right now and i have no fucking idea i just haven't had time to watch the videos so i cannot confirm or deny the state of warframe i have a lot of videos to watch to to, you know tell you my thoughts about it or maybe i should just go fucking play it myself but i don't have time so my point is, is these outriders guys have money and if 
and if they understand looter shooters, like it makes sense they came after Mtashed. It makes sense they came after Upper Echelon. Upper Echelon cut his teeth. He started his YouTube career with uh, Ghost Recon's looter shooter, like Outlands, I think it was called. That was, and he even mentioned that in his Outriders video. He's like, I know about looter shooters because I started my YouTube channel with this, and then it got into politics, right? Like that was the or the genesis of Upper Echelon Gaming. Is he was a looter shooter guy, and then. He just became, you know, topic of the day, uh, owned okay. lips. I had to look it up because I, I figured <laughs> out I figured out where I have seen it before. It, I've seen it in my Square Enix emails. Ah. It's being published by Square Enix. Okay. So that's where the money's coming from. Mm, okay. <laughs> I, had to, I had to be certain. Not an indie game. But it's an original title. That's fucking rare these days. And I appreciate and that. Square Enix hasn't been horrible lately. Yeah. I mean, like... Ubisoft just had their little bout of being kind of dumb and scummy, even though I think that they're, they've definitely come a long way as a company. Um, they, they, they were on the brink of becoming the next EA, and they, they managed to reel it back from that. So that, that, that's something, I guess. But, but yeah, no, I, I think Square Enix is an okay company so far. I mean, they, yeah. they haven't done anything that I can think of off the top of my head that's super scummy in recent years. But. Mm-hmm. But I, I watched um, Upper Echelon's video where he played the demo and talked over it, saying, you know, hey, check this game out. He insists that quality of life was thought of first. and a lot. And, and the, but the only thing he pointed to was the vendors refresh their shops every 30 minutes, giving you something new to look at. Faster that's than... That's quality of life. That's just... Not. That, but, that, that's vanity. That, that's nothing yeah. else than that. Could you imagine... I mean, unless, unless it's all, like, super useful shit. But well, like, that... I, I think he's trying to compare it to Warframe without calling Warframe out because you know how in Warframe you craft a Warframe that's like three days of waiting, right? Oh, I get. Or you, you craft yeah. a weapon, it's one day of waiting. But it seems like everything Outriders, be it shop refreshes or anything you have to work on, if there is a time gate, it's like thirty minutes, right? Not days. So uh, that's nice. Uh, however, that's nice. the game looks kind of bad. Like the gameplay, uh-huh. the gameplay looks kind of jaggy. Like, it doesn't look right. Something's wrong. Similar to, what was it, Greedfall? It kind of reminds me, like, the way they walk around and then do their their stuff with their third-person shooter guns and their powers. Like, the way they move, it reminds me of Guild Wars 1. Like, the way their shoulders are just, (laughs) I'm doing stuff. (laughs) They walk around like like they own the fucking world. Yeah, well, you see, in Guild Wars 1, it made a little bit of sense because you're fucking, we're humans, we're holier than thou. We're fighting against the evil Char. You know, you, you, the race had a bit of a pompous attitude to it. I know, but, it's, but they, they don't look right when they're running. Like, Warframe blows the them out of the water in this regard. Warframe has movement, stylistic graphics, and theme well, down. The big like, thing really about good. Warframe, too, is that the Warframes aren't meant to look, like, super realistic. They are mm-hmm. meant to be, like really exaggerated humanoid shapes so you can do a lot more with that i'll I'll give them that Mm -hmm. but at the same time come on man anime games manage to fucking make shit look look fair and unrealistic at the same time i know like like genshin impact for example like you've seen ganyu no character has any right being that hot it is what (laughs) it is it's kind of upsetting how attractive that woman is when you like charge attack is jongling and she fucking 
does a barrel forwards from out of nowhere and stays horizontal the whole time until she has somehow catches herself on her feet. She that's has, not realistic. That, that's but good, it still looks good. It's good core strength. <laughs> good core strength, obviously. Yeah, really. It, it's all the chili peppers that she eats, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's, just, it's good examples. But it's like, if they're going to make something that's supposed to be unrealistic or, I guess, fan, fantasy, and, I guess is a better way of putting it, but like, there's ways that they can do that. There's no excuse for that, really, at the end of the day. Yeah. Not that I can come up with, at least. No, I get that. So, the point is, Outriders, I mean, the game looks kind of cool. It's just it the, the actual, like, walking around and doing stuff looks a little weird looking to me. Like, it looks unfinished. I I, I can't describe it. You have to see it for yourself. I, I recommend the Upper Echelon video just because he shows you raw gameplay of the demo. Or get the demo and try it like holy shit it looks really weird uh oh i would fire up my ps5 but it's not plugged in right now i'll do that later yeah like uh, i was gonna go see if i could see what uh if the demo was on there i don't know how to describe it it's it's weird uh but i like looter shooters you like looter shooters kind of uh you know we we spend a lot of time playing them it's very hit or miss with me Uh, i'm on the lookout for a new looter shooter like personally because like warframe left a void in my heart and genshin impact has filled it but uh genshin impact limits what i can do in a day (laughs) right and i can get it done on my phone so it's like eh, i don't know that's why i want the new region man i just want to be able to explore the goddamn i can't tell you how many hours i sunk just fucking wandering aimlessly in the other regions oh yeah and i I like hundreds hundreds of hours they'll add stuff uh i think uh if the leaks are right we're gonna get the chasm next and that's probably gonna be a really badass underground area uh like the inside of dragon spine but like 10 times x like that that'll be fucking sweet um probably with lots of geo enemies too um looking forward to that a nice little geo region (laughs) rather than an ice region um we'll see and then you know inazuma will follow afterwards don't know how they're gonna fit that on the phone I'm probably going to run out of space. <laughs> I don't know. It's already 10 gigs. <laughs> All, you know, phone architecture is so weird. I don't know if they've fixed this and I'm just still using an old archaic fucking piece of hardware. I don't know. But like the fact that you can buy an SD card and you can't put fucking anything on it. Mm-hmm. Except like videos and images and shit. If you have an app or like a download that comes through your phone, it, it, you can't put it on your SD card. Yeah, you can put it's 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 cash on there, but then you run the risk of fucking your game or your app or whatever you whatever it is. It sucks. Like it's like, like that's what takes most of the fucking space on my phone. That's what I want on the SD card, motherfucker. Come on. I know. I, I hate phones, dude. I would I don't play... know how people fucking buy the new yeah. iPhone every single fucking time, knowing that they could spend that money on a computer and get something so much like a fuck buy a laptop. It is way better. Get a Chromebook. Use your it's fine. <laughs> like, you could just... Like, this isn't even me not getting with the times. I understand the convenience of playing a fucking game on my phone. Uh, I used to do it for hours on end with Arknights, but the point the point I'm getting at there <laughs> is that I would much rather not do that. Uh, there was always points where, like, I grabbed the games I played on my phone on an emulator on my computer because it's just way more convenient. I kept it on my phone so I could play it while I'm on the go, but motherfucker buy a switch i don't know buy a switch you buy, can buy a... a switch and a good laptop for the same amount of money you'd pay in a fucking new iphone 
It's disgusting. Like, I, I'm tempted to get, like, a tablet or a new Chromebook. By the way, full disclosure, Google bad. Chromebook, don't do anything personal on it. It's just a toy. Like, seriously. Like, I get that Google spies on you. I get that Google is bad. Oh, yeah. It's to a point. They don't even hide it anymore. Don't take my endorsement of Chromebooks as an endorsement of abandoning your rights and your privacy. Like so, I'm... Dylan, did you know <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting a new dog? Um, I'm going to have to buy a bunch of dog food for that dog. I don't know which brands to pick, but I bet Google does. Oh, really? Mm. I'm not actually getting a dog. All right. If I had ads turned on, I bet you have a bunch of dog food ads. Huh? Yeah, if you said it out loud a bunch of times. Me and Destiny have seen it like live all the time. Like, yep. uh, We also have a smart home device and Alexa. I know. Go ahead and laugh. Right? It's actually super useful, but there's no open source alternative. Um. And if there is, she wouldn't use it because it's convenient, right? Like, whatever. See, the secret to having convenience in your life in the modern day is to just not have anything to hide. Yeah, I, I get that. But at the same time, it's like if you have nothing to hide, then, you know, but and you don't value your privacy, then you might as well poop with the door open, right? Like, you have nothing don't to hide. I, and I know you'll no, do I, it. I, it's, I, I get it. It's one of those moments where, like, I hate, the, I hate, I always hated the argument that, like, um, a lot, well, I, this argument doesn't get made too much anymore, but it used to be made that like if you hold your anonymity to um, as like a, a right, I guess I don't know what word to use, but um, it, that that means you have something to hide. That means you're fucking a horrible person. You, you probably fucking I don't know commit crimes on the internet. I don't fucking know, but yeah, like exactly. But that, that, that's, that's such a. It's like if you don't care what your um, anonymous status. Fine. I I genuinely, well, I, I learned I can now actually go and have it again. Apparently all the doxing that happened to me many, many moons back um, isn't on the internet anymore for some reason. I don't know how that happened. Hmm. Um, I, I guess I, I lucked out. I'm the one person where that's not on the internet anymore. That's not a challenge. Please don't. <laughs> I looked pretty extensively and couldn't find it. Though. So yeah. that's pretty cool. But I, mm-hmm. I, because that happened to me, I conceded it. I just said, fuck it. It's like, you know what? And people are going to have my fucking personal information. I might as well just not care. If I worry about it, I'm just going to not sleep. I'll have nightmares all the fucking time. And I'll let it get to me. And I already have enough to be paranoid. <laughs> I already have enough in my daily life to be paranoid about. Right. So, so the thing that. about like Amazon and Google, like wanting your personal information, they're not going to like send people to your door and beat you up. Like they want to yeah, sell exactly. things to you. They want to sell your preferences and purchasing habits to other companies to advertise to you. It's worth a lot of money to them because it's way more effective than traditional advertising. Right. And is it malicious? Yeah. Is it going to hurt you? No. Like so, uh, some, sometimes it can be malicious. I suppose. <laughs> I, I the way I look at it, it, and I mean this is I'm, I'm an outlier for certain, but like, I've always had really good purchasing habits. It's mm-hmm. like if I'm saving for one thing, I don't spend little bits of it here and there and hope I make back more than when I spent. If I wanted a video game as a kid, I fucking saved for the video game and I got the video game. Right. I didn't. It, I didn't buy like a toy car on the side, um, unless my mom spotted it. I made sure it wasn't my money that was going towards it. And that's mm. the way I do it now. It's like, if I know, like I know Skyward Sword's coming in, in summer, I'm going to make sure I have a hundred bucks in my bank account. That is just for that. Because I don't want to, you know, I don't want the time to roll around and be like, sorry guys, couldn't buy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I'll never get to that point, but the point, the, the matter is, is that like, I don't want that scenario to happen. 
so when Google hits me with, oh, this looks super cool. You love this shit. I'm like, yeah, cool, Google. I'm going to watch this YouTube video now if that's all right with you. Yeah. It hurts me inside that you need to save up 100 bucks for Skyward Sword, but I know you're talking about Canadian dollars. Canadian dollars, yeah. That's so sad. It's so, well, I might have to save up 200 now because uh, I was thinking uh, one of my viewers um, suggested I do a fucking playthrough with only motion controls. Oh, and uh, I'm no. not doing that with Joy-Con Drift. I'm not doing that with Joy-Con Drift. No. Hell Won't no. Happen. Oh, nope. so so my point, just to be super clear, like um, I I think privacy on the internet is super important, right? And I I think that you should still accept that I believe that, even though I have an Alexa and I have a Chromebook. Uh, <laughs> I mean, right? yeah. To be fair, it's not like someone still has to go directly after you to dox mm-hmm. you through that. It's not like they're doxing you. They're I'm, just I'm also very <laughs> selective, right? Like, so with the Chromebook, I bought that for college, and I only used it to do assignments, right? Um, and now I only use it to watch you <laughs> and YouTube, I guess, right? Which browsing YouTube at all is a privacy risk because Google knows everything I'm looking for anyway, right? So it's like, well, if I'm already watching YouTube, I can watch it on the Chromebook uh, when I'm like downtime at work or when I'm just hanging out here and I have something else up here, right? Um, but um, privacy is still super fucking important, right? The monitoring that they're doing is not moral. And um, there are things you can do to protect yourself. Um, but it's very difficult in today's day and age. For example, smart TVs are the only TVs because the not smart TVs are just computer monitors and they're not that big. They don't replace yeah. your smart TV. They do this on purpose because they make money off the advertising of the spying that it does on you and its live mic right that subsidizes the cost of the tv so if a store does sell non-smart tvs they're way more fucking expensive uh when you would expect the opposite given the feature set right so uh, another thing um uh in regards to like privacy and stuff like I i do firmly believe like uh the argument that oh if you have something to hide then you're bad like uh you you say people don't make this kind of argument anymore but i actually disagree well, uh, I if, think they just make it less. Sorry, yeah. they they no, they don't. So they, uh, it's different wording. They they word it differently now. Oh, it's okay. like oh, people with anime avatars are bad. People that don't use their oh, real name fair. are bad. People that aren't blue check marks are bad because they could be anyone. Some right? people might tell you the opposite on that one. <laughs> uh, because it's true. The opposite is true. Like people For the most part, yeah. Anime avatars not using your real name on the internet. And otherwise, obscuring your identity as pseudo-anonymous, building a brand on a pseudo-anonymous name that isn't your real fucking name. Those are your right, and those are important, right? Which is why I don't hey, use... Hey, man, anime characters look way prettier yeah. than I do. <laughs> I mean, you can come see my face on my camera on my Twitch channel, but you're so fucking after it. I know, like, I, I've posted selfies but... on, like, the Fediverse before. Like, it's not a secret, right? I'm not actually a spitting caco demon, right? But like, you know, um, but I, you I don't No, I'm not. <laughs> I, uh, but uh, you're right on that, though. I, I didn't really think about that because you're right. That is that is probably pretty much where it is gone. And I suppose that's why what I was saying mm-hmm. seemed true to me. Right. Is like they changed how they did it. So, I, yeah, it's not I, moral to talk about ending anonymity because anonymity protects people who need it the most, like political dissidents of a fascist government, right? Like China, right? Like all those people in Taiwan that want to speak out against their government and how China has conquered them and they can't do anything about yeah. it and no one will like, listen. 
Like I don't want to sound like I'm spouting <laughs> a conspiracy theory, but if you come out and you say something that like seems like okay, even if what he's saying is hyperbolic, like I don't know, like the doctor when COVID first became became a thing, or you can even talk about like political opponents and such and shit, end up dead in an alleyway. You can't tell me that does the correlation there does not look very fucking sketchy. Mm-hmm. But in China, you can't do that. Right. It's hard to be anonymous in China. And that's why, well, now you see where the connect- the dots start to get connected. Yeah. And, you know, some people uh, will argue that people are disappearing in the same manner in the United States. Some people think that's bullshit. Uh, we don't really know because uh, it's a conspiracy, right? It's a theory. We don't actually know. That, 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 yeah, that's the issue. Uh, it's very tangible, <laughs> visible evidence. It's really hard to come to terms with, right? Yeah, it's very believable. Uh, I'm inclined to agree, uh, but I don't know the details. But, but the point is, is that your anonymity is important. And the people working on the tools to remain anonymous online deserve protection and they deserve signal, right? Not signal the app, but like signal, like people should like be aware of them, right? That's it's funny wh- that you had to say that. I knew what you meant. <laughs> right. But I, I, get, I get where you're going with it. Yeah. Signal the app uses a very real and very effective encryption standard using a very unfortunately decentralized central service that is not open source. You cannot host your own signal network, right? You can only be a user on signal and you have to use your fucking phone number in your account. That's not private, right? Like with signal, yeah, that's uh, a bit weird. the government cannot tell the content of my messages in signal. That's great. But they can tell that I talked to uh, a doctor of proctology at this time, uh, this many times. You know, you might be able to infer some metadata from that about the state of my prostate, right? You know? It's all right, Dylan. I like my butthole being tickled, too. (laughs) Yeah, I was making that up. I didn't actually do that. But the point is, is that with metadata, people can be like, okay, so I can't see what your messages say, but you talk to these people at these times, and these people represent these things, we know, because they're public. It's like, it's not really fucking private, is it, at that point, right? That's why I don't use Signal. Like, uh, I, I don't. I used to. I don't anymore. I use XMPP, and I use Matrix, which Yeah, why are, can't we just go back to the days yeah. when they had to, where they get, what, like a subpoena or a warrant or some shit to get your information? Yeah. Now it's like... They need, now, yeah. Nowadays, they just ask politely, and the company's like, well, we, we could sell it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Companies are fucking stupid. Hundred bucks, and you get to send them to jail. It's awful. Uh, the like reason I bucks and <laughs> I bring it's it just up a bunch of cat pictures. There is something I actually wanted to mention in this space. So I've noticed a bit of a collapse lately in the media. I, I put this on the agenda on purpose. So um, have you ever heard of the website called Substack? No, actually, I don't think I have. That's okay. So Substack is very similar to Medium.com. Uh, if you're familiar with Medium, okay. right? Basically, it's a place where you you sign up and Price you can. Piece medium. I know they're still around, but I hope they get better soon. <laughs> oh God! Anyways, <laughs> we used to be on that site. That used to be Melman's. Story Mellonets. for another time. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> Story for another time. Melman's. I used to point there. I changed it for reasons. We'll go over it later. Uh, but Substack is kind of like Medium.com, except uh, it's a lot easier to monetize your content, and it's not being ruined by some ugly parent company, right? Um, and so, uh, Substack recently started paying people directly, uh, to promote Substack as a community rather than uh, a tool, right? Uh, basically they did the reverse of medium medium started off as a community 
and then became a tool and then they ruined it right? by ruining the community, right? Where Substack is the opposite. Right. Substack started as a tool similar to Locals.com, which I've talked about previously. I don't really like Locals, though. Um, where it was a tool to get money. It's like OnlyFans, but for text, right? Like it's for journalists, it's for bloggers, people that want to paywall some content but post other content for free, right? Uh, you and- mean Twitter? But blogs, not tweets, right? Like no, I've just been an ass. Yeah. Fucking super tweets or whatever the fuck they're called now. God damn. Whatever. Uh, so basically, Substack is a thing, and they recently wanted to foster a community where it's like Substack is this kind of content, and it's great. And so they started paying some people some money uh, to support their writing, so they can quit their jobs, they can blog full time, whatever it is they do. If they're like an investigative journalist, if they just fucking post pictures of their food all day, I don't fucking know, right? So. There is a very particular investigative journalist named Glenn Greenwald. He's the guy that broke the, the Snowden story back when that happened, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I know that guy. So he has a Substack Not account. obviously. Yeah. So he started his own news agency called um, The Intercept. And they uh, he resigned from The Intercept this uh, last year, or maybe it was the start of this year. I forget. Because he wanted to break uh, the story about the, the Hunter Biden laptop nonsense right like uh, all the oh cra- yeah yeah i i say nonsense it's like the very real very holy shit what the fuck is going on here story uh but his editors because he wasn't in charge of the company like he started he founded this company but he wasn't in charge of it which is probably a dumb move on his part um his editors wouldn't publish it for him uh it's either dumb or smart in in some yeah. form or fashion but yeah and they didn't have a good reason for blocking his story. They're just like, no, we're not going to publish this. It's critical of Biden. Wait for after the election. And it's like, no, this is bullshit, right? Uh, obviously, the election it's came not quite and passed. how news works <laughs> or should work even. Right. Uh, just because it's critical of the guy you want to win doesn't mean it's not newsworthy, right? Well, and to be fair, it wasn't even necessarily critical of him, was it? I thought it was just critical of his son. It is. Uh, but uh, Which shouldn't. The things it realistically his, shouldn't affect anything, but the, the, you know, I guess the, people will be people. The things his son did were only enabled by his father's status. That's the problem, right? Oh, I get it. Okay. So, you know, people were interested in the story. It was kind of a weird oddity. Like, oh, this is weird. I want to know more. You know, not just like the Trump supporters, but like other people want to know more. Now that Biden is president, there's no shortage of left-wingers that are critical of Biden because he's kind of an idiot and he's kind of seen Oh, it, yeah. You, right? you see, like literally... Twitter yeah. flipped like 180 the moment that like mm-hmm. he was a little late on sending out stimulus checks. It's yeah. like, and and I think part of that is like the moderate crowd, you know, the the, the yeah. ones you're trying to trying to get the vote of because you already know you got your camps vote. Mm-hmm. That's um, all. That's also just the the ruling yeah. class doing their ruling class shit. Like like Biden Basically. isn't even left wing. He's he's right. He's slightly right wing. Right. Uh, more le- he's left of Trump, but like they were the two options. Yeah, there's other parties, but no, not enough people are going to vote for them to actually make a difference, right? So, the 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 platform of both candidates is I'm not the other guy, but they're both shitty, and so they monopolize uh, the couple of things that you care about. And it's like if you really care about a couple of really core issues, one side or the other has monopolized your stance on these issues, and if you don't, yep. so you're forced to vote for them or to abstain. Because voting for the other side is too big of a compromise to your beliefs. I don't know if it's like this in Canada, but it's really fucked in the USA. It it kind of boils down to that. You have more we, parties that are viable. We have it labeled. Oh. We technically are a four-party system, but the same two are the ones that win all the time. Yeah. Whereas we're a two-party system with a bunch of small parties that don't really matter, right? 
Like, uh, yeah. voting for a small third party, it only amounts to if they get 5% of the popular vote, they get so much government funding, which they then turn around and use on winning uh, lower elections that actually impact your life more. Uh, which is why I very happily voted third party in 2020, right? Um, that's besides the point. Uh, the point is, is that you, these two parties, like, they're in cahoots. You know, they're, they monopolize on a couple of key issues to divide people, and then it's like, well... So, so the the people on the right, they they will never vote for the left because of these couple these handful of issues that they will not compromise on, they can't vote for the other side, and then uh, the other side are like, well, we are all these things. Uh, if you're not with us, you're against us. Like, have you ever seen like a left wing person, like a left wing like white person, like uh, talk to a person of color who is not on the same like agreement with them politically? Like, have you ever seen how that plays out? They get super racist really fast. Oh right. yeah, it, it plays out in a way where they're like, "Oh well, you're not a real black man, or you're not a real Mexican, or you're not a real whatever the fuck they are." Yeah, and it's just like, "Whoa, bro, okay, hold on a minute." Well, they don't even stop there; they go with straight up with the racial slurs. As soon as you're not voting for the same person as them, you could be as racist as you want. Like, like they go full white supremacist. It's kind of wild. It's like I guess they weren't white saviors after all, right? Like they were just yeah. waiting for their chance. Well, I mean, it, it's it's the argument that if you if there is something that you feel like the need to to be in on and to do like all the humanitarian effort for so like i don't know sticking up for people of color let's say and for this example generally it means that you've got something to hide oh yeah if if you can't compromise or be a human being about literally any element of of what's going on there it's probably because you're hiding something mm-hmm. But there's a lot of always like not always, but most of the time, there's a lot of racist people in America. Like, I don't know what it's like in Canada, but like they're on both sides because like there's the right wingers that are like really like obvious about it. They're unironically like super racist. And then there's the left wingers that are like white saviors. They think less of people of color. They're like, I need to help you because you can't because you're not capable because you're stupid. Right. Like, but they don't say that. Um and the one cannot exist without the other, right? If if there were no white saviors, then the the right wing racist people would just look crazy, right? And they would be obsolete. Uh, and then yeah. if if the right wing like really crazy like oh, oh, blatant ones were didn't exist, then the white saviors would you know they would be so obviously racist that they would they couldn't get away with it anymore, right? Because they wouldn't have anyone to point at like no they're the racists, right? They wouldn't have anyone to like shift blame to, so they would just appear racist and have to stop what they're doing right funny times we live in where they both where they both just can't be both racist yeah like they have to (laughs) equality man (laughs) one cannot exist without the other and they're they fight each other all the time because they're they're so opposite but they're both spreading white supremacy like what the fuck an easy (laughs) an easy analogy too is like can you imagine if like let's say world war ii allied powers show up to germany and there's just not a military there what what's the fuck's the use in sending your whole ass army if there's just nothing to meet them there, if there's nothing to fight. You sent all your men there for no reason. I guess it's a good. So analogy. if there if, hmm. if, if there if there's no enemy to fight, what is your purpose anymore? Or or even better, it's like <laughs> Germany never fucking existed. You show up and it's like fucking circus, and you're like, what? <laughs> is, is is this is this where Hitler's been this whole fucking time? We could just walked in. You spend all your fucking effort doing literally nothing. Mm-hmm. So you basically what you're saying is like. If the, if the white saviors didn't have racists to point at, and the racists didn't have white saviors to point at, there yeah. wouldn't be there wouldn't be a reason to fight. There wouldn't be a divide, I guess. If that yeah. makes sense. 
because they would just crush under the weight of society progressing beyond their you know backwards beliefs both of them yeah like whichever one is actually alive like if, if one disappeared uh they they neither one would survive in that scenario no, like, the only reason they can shout for so long is because they take turns so i i bring it up because <laughs> so substack right um substack is a really good example of media collapse because you know um I, I said it before on the show, you know, uh, Twitter uh, really viewed, uh, you know, Donald Trump as a, a cash cow. Like, his presence on Twitter and all the nonsense that would come out of his senile mouth, right? Like, it would send people into a frenzy. It made people worried about the world when he was in power, right? Because he would say some really weird shit, right? And yeah. uh, he, you know... I kind of understand now why Obama had an entire like floor worth of people managing his Twitter account. Like I thought that was overkill and needless spending, but you know, seeing you know crazy old man because because the age of our presidents is getting older because we are afraid of trying new things, right? Um, so this Biden dude is like super ancient, but I, he's not tweeting with his account. Someone else is doing it for him, right? It's got to be the case. It's got to be the case because I don't even think he can use a phone. Like his his, his frail old people hands, he probably can't even type. Uh, he maybe never learned how to type. I don't know. Uh, I mean, he obviously doesn't understand how computers work because he believes that black people don't know how to computers work, which is why they want they don't want to enhance like online voting power because that's what he thinks about computers and black people. It doesn't make sense. He's obviously out of touch because he's a boomer. So like, yeah. and my point is, so Substack right uh, empowers journalists like Glenn Greenwald to sustain an income independent from a publishing house like the intercept that he resigned from or like the new york times or like um the hill or uh, is that i don't even know the names of these fucking magazines like the new york times washington post right yeah um, those two are the ones that i know <laughs> and, and huffington post is the other big one right there yeah, yeah so journalists who are ex like so every time a journalist gets fired from one of these big magazines or or newspapers right they always go on twitter and complain about their previous employer about how shitty it was to work for them and how journalism is dying because employers are bad right however while these same people are employed they're constantly shaming places like substack for not moderating content it's like glenn greenwald is a dangerous voice and substack doesn't moderate therefore substack bad because i don't like glenn greenwald because he talked on fox news once because no one else would listen to him like because glenn greenwald has made an appearance on fox news he's made an appearance on russia today rt um people often point at those two facts and are like ah see he's right wing and evil but like he's not right wing and he's an investigative journalist you just didn't like what he had to say and uh, he was on those shows because no one else would talk to him because the, the, the things that are worth exposing are people you're interested in or are probably paid by, right? Like, it, it, it's not politics at that point. It's, you know, who's going to listen to him. And having an independent source of income and an independent means of publishing his work um, frees him from the control of a publisher. And the people, the same people who complain after they get fired, are shaming people on Substack and Substack as a company for existing. And it just feels like jealousy. Don't you think? Like, it's like these people would, that are doing the that attacking. Ignorance. Yeah. The people doing the attacking would benefit from doing what the people they're attacking are doing. But, you know, some of these people are just like shovelware fucking BuzzFeed writers. Well, right? I think part of the issue, too, is we live in an age on the Internet where making your own space is becoming less and less viable. 
-hmm. Like, you can make a website, but, like, most people are going to try and search for you somewhere else. Right. Unless your website's huge. Unless you're some big, big name. You're probably not going to go anywhere with it. That's why people make landing pages now instead of whole-ass websites. Mm -hmm. That's why people make Um, Discord servers instead of TeamSpeak servers. Exactly. Or or fucking forms or whatever. Yeah. It's like, it, it's one of those moments where like we were, we're moving further and further into that age. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to take what you're given, so like in this case, Substack, then I, the alternative is you either try your fucking hardest to get hired in at one of these shitty companies or you struggle with like Squarespace or something yeah. to make your own fucking space mm-hmm. on the internet and hope that your freelance journalism goes somewhere, which it um, spoiler alert, probably won't. Yeah. Because all these BuzzFeed writers writing, you know, top 10 Disney princesses or whatever the fuck, right? They're uh, they're not going to get money on Substack because no one actually wants that kind of article, right? It's clickbait and it's boring and it belongs so on So they got to put some actual fucking effort. Right. Which is all Graham Greenwald does, right? Like he's an investigative journalist. Like when he breaks a story, it's because he's researched it, right? Um, and that's how it should be, man. I fucking hate because, like, <laughs> I, 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 I don't talk about this much, but um, you know those fucking test things you're supposed to take in mm-hmm. high school that are like you, what you should aim for as a career yeah. after high school or some shit. Mine was at the top was critic. Makes sense. I'm, I'm a critical guy. I, 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 in some form, you can say that's what my fucking Twitch account is. But um, you know, under that was like writer. Uh, uh, and then uh, somewhere, somewhere in the top five, anyways, there was journalist, and I was like, you know, that sounds like a cool thing. And I mean, you can even remember this. I, I back in like 2014, I actually kind of tried a little bit because uh-huh. when I started seeing how horrible the landscape was, I was like, fuck, all these people can do it. It's easy as fuck. I right, let me do it. Um, yeah. I, I well, I mean, <laughs> spoiler alert, it didn't quite work out. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like. It's so easy to look at the landscape and just be like, God damn. Like your work like, was good enough to work at IGN, but it wasn't good enough to be noticed by IGN? <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's probably, yeah, 100%. <laughs> IGN. Um, the G stands for yeah. plagiarism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yes, so so uh, uh, there's another reason I bring up Substack, right? <laughs> and, the N, and the N stands for commission. Ooh. <laughs> So, I, I notice um, more and more journalistic websites like New York Times and, and, and Washington Post, they, they put their articles behind paywalls. I don't think they're doing it uh, to lock content or to hide things that they only want some people to read. I think they're doing it because they're fucking dying. They're struggling. Yeah, Everyone, they need the money. Nobody's going to go to a newspaper website with, without an ad blocker because, holy shit, those websites are hard to read without one, Right. It's um, funny to think that news is so fucking sought after today, especially since 2016. It's super sought after. Yet they still have to do that to make make their money. Mm-hmm. It's awful. And uh, I mean, like, I feel bad. Like it, I know it, it sounds like I'm being condescending, but I genuinely feel bad because it's like I fucking I watch a lot of news channels on YouTube now. Mm-hmm. Like I get all my news from YouTube. Those people barely make any money because YouTube shits on them. Like, I, I feel bad, but at the same time, I'm not going to pay through your paywall. I'm going to click away. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay into your Patreon because, let's be honest, I can't tell if you're being biased or not. I'm not going to put money towards something I don't necessarily mm-hmm. agree with. 
I'm going to watch your video or read your article because it's free mm-hmm. and it's there. And you're not going to pay for whatever they're sponsored by that episode, right? Probably not. But you will like, you will subscribe, and you will comment. So when they go to the next advertiser, they'll say, hey, look at my metrics. Give me a deal. And then they can keep eating food. <laughs> like, it, all, it, all it takes is a couple clicks and a few keystrokes. And you can make a YouTuber's day. Like, comment, subscribe. Like, the YouTube algorithm will, like, fucking fly for their video. It, um, it's surprising how well that works. One, one of the dudes I watch right now, he used to be a Smash dude. You decided to start doing more internet-related news content. And mm-hmm. people just started liking his video. Like, he had an audience. And that one, like, like his couple tens of thousands of people boomed into, like, hundreds of thousands overnight. Wow. And it's just, like, YouTube probably shouldn't necessarily work that way. <laughs> it may, maybe quality of content should matter a little more, but but it especially doesn't. now that especially now that everyone knows how it works, so it's really manipulative, like uh-huh. easy to manipulate. But whatever. Yeah. So speaking of the internet, uh, again, the reason I bring up Substack is because I I saw something the other day about Library and Odyssey, which is where our videos are posted. Right. You know, for recap for anyone who's new. Library is a protocol, a blockchain, if you will, where videos can be posted or articles of text. And it's a blockchain address magic. I don't know how it fucking works. It's a blockchain. You probably know more than I do. The point is, is they use a blockchain to point at videos, rather, which are peer-to-peer file shared. Uh, and there is a website, odyssey.com, owned by the company that made Library, the blockchain and the protocol, that makes it easy to watch these videos, but there's also an app with the blockchain, whatever, right? I've said it before on the show. I've probably mentioned every episode at this point. Um, so they've shut down library.tv. Odyssey.com is the only website to watch library on. Or you can get the app. The app is fine. The app will always work. It's a blockchain app. Like, it's not tied into odyssey.com or anything. Odyssey.com is a website with rules where content can be stricken or DCMA takedowned, just like YouTube. But it will remain on the library blockchain, and you can still tip people with the library coin, which is a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin. It's just not worth as much by a a lot. (laughs) So, that preamble aside, uh, the library Twitter account said something recently that really struck me. Um, They insinuated, they didn't admit, they insinuated that, um, sure, they do text posts, uh, which are visible on Odyssey, they do the video posts. They might do more. Um, like, it feels like they're going to try to use the blockchain technology to its theoretical limit. Similar to what Ethereum does. To see just how many how many parts of the internet can you replace with a blockchain. Um, which sounds very utopian, right? Because imagine, like, our videos on Odyssey, right? Like, uh, I don't really make a whole lot. I'm mostly just using it as a dumping ground for the video. I haven't asked people on video to like hey please tip me do this or that sign up with my sign in link to get the get both of us some free coin like i don't do that and i haven't paid any money to get library coin i could maybe i should because it might explode but i don't actually know that for sure but like sounds like uh the company over at library is trying to replace the internet with a block with a decentralized blockchain alternative that cannot be censored by a central force like the government because that's part of the the appeal of a blockchain network. You can't get rid of That was part of the appeal of the fucking internet before 
Yeah. I don't know what, the 2000s? <laughs> it feels like they're trying to reclaim that sense of freedom that the internet once held because now that everything is five websites, you know, Twitter, Reddit, Tumblr, Facebook, fucking whatever else, YouTube, um, everything is a screenshot from the other five websites. Every fucking post on the internet is a screenshot of another website. And there's only like five of them. Um, you know, a blockchain decentralized alternative is like, it, it seems utopian in concept. And I think more and more people are waking up to the normalization of, of, of cryptocurrency and blockchain that it, it may be a reality someday. Like, obviously, you know, I don't have a Twitter besides the brand account. I post on Shitposter Club. That has nothing to do with blockchain. That is just a decentralized social media standard, right? Uh, called Activity Pub. Nothing to do with crypto. Um, but maybe one day uh, it will be replaced with something that's based on blockchain. I don't know. Like there's something, I think Scuttlebutt, is. it's a stupid name, but that's the name. I think that's social media based on blockchain. I haven't looked into it. Minds.com, which is very stupid. Don't sign up there. Also based on blockchain. Um, and obviously there's Odyssey for your YouTube alternative. That's my, that's my video platform of choice. It's where our videos go, right? Like, um, the, the company could kill over tomorrow and people in the library app could still tip me for the show. Right. Yeah. Um, and I've heard success stories of some YouTubers. Now they weren't big popular ones, right? But they were popular enough to get a, a strong following on Odyssey. They make more money on odyssey than they do on youtube because youtube consistently fucks them whereas odyssey they get a constant income of library coins whose value increases over time like a bitcoin right um so they're making more money on odyssey than they are on fucking youtube and if that's the trend then you know if more people move to odyssey and more people use odyssey the business model of tipping someone a cryptocurrency and watching their video on a decentralized video platform it's going to be more beneficial to both the users and the content creators than it is the company and the advertisers that the money comes from. It's a different source of money, right? It's from the people holding the crypto uh, to the people making the content. And there's no middleman, right? So it's like, it, it's, it's way better. And I feel like the internet is going in this direction of like, you know, fuck the established norms. You know, we don't need the New York Times, you know, we have Substack. Yeah. Substack's not based on crypto, but it's like it's a self-hosted kind of like I could pay Glenn Greenwald if I wanted to directly, if I wanted his private posts about his fucking private life and his his expose stories. I don't know. All of his good shit will be free anyway. Um, or you better do coffee reviews, dude. That's that's what I'm really after. <laughs> you should start a channel on Library that just is uh, reviewing coffee, and it's all different like flavors from Tim's, like. <laughs> You could be the review. They, they only have they only have two flavors. <laughs> the review bra of coffee, except it's Odyssey there you on go. YouTube. I'll have and to get a suit instead of the suit. Just wear the venti wig and drink the venti cup. Like it's coffee, like it's brilliant. It's actually up here somewhere. <laughs> I can't reach it. It's too far out. So I'm but, a ba- I'm a bad influence, and I convinced victim to get a venti wig. Venti, the character from. That's Gishin why I Tech. shaved. In fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Venti is a character in Genshin Impact who is a femboy. He is the, the god of wind and drinking. <laughs> and freedom. And uh, looks like a girl, but is not. Anyway. <laughs> that aside. Uh, I, however, don't look like a girl, unfortunately. I look like I look like a very manly Venti. 
It was awesome. So I, I tuned in for that stream for like a second. Like it was cool. I really wish I could have watched the whole thing, but I uh, was unfortunately too busy. So I know we're running a little long. We're getting close to that golden time of duration for the show. But like, I really wanted to talk about Discord. So you brought this to my attention, and I looked into it a little further. But uh, the Discord impending purchase. What What are your thoughts? So I'm actually kind of surprised at where things did go. But my initial thoughts were like, you know, everyone thought maybe like, I don't know, Google. Because, I mean, it already uses some of Google's uh, infrastructure to work. So, you know, Google makes sense. But then, you know, I was thinking, well, Amazon. Amazon has the most to gain by owning Discord. In fact, I, I would be surprised if they didn't have their hand in it at some point. Because uh-huh. streaming albeit probably would have been fine without discord definitely helped streaming up through the last five or so years or more um kind of take off as hard as it did mm-hmm. but it's looking more and more like um microsoft might be the one although i heard something about the deal maybe falling through and them doing some weird like public domain thing i don't know much about that though i'll explain I, it so going public is when a company says all right, here's my initial stock offering or initial public offering, IPO, where they come out with a press conference and they say, I think our stock should be worth X amount of dollars. And then they become public. They're currently private. They become public and you can buy and trade Discord stock, just like people do with GameStop today, right? Same idea. Uh, Right now, you can't buy shares in Discord because it's not a public company. It's a private company, right? But once it's a public company, one person could buy controlling interest in Discord and become the CEO, right? Because, like, or not CEO, but, like, owner or whatever, right? Because that's, like, kind of the purpose of the stock market. Like, it's, it's, owner, it's like shares of ownership. And if you have the majority, 51%, you get to decide what the company does, right? Um, that's kind of the deal. So, like... Um, if they go so, pub- if they go public, a company like Microsoft or Tencent could buy all the stocks and be like, "Yeah, I am. I own it now." Don't jinx it, man. Don't jinx it like that. Come on. <laughs> so my my theory is so when the news first dropped, we didn't know Microsoft was the one in talks. I predicted it would be Microsoft. You know, praise me. I I called it, but we didn't know, right? And so I speculated. I actually wrote a pretty long post about it on Shiphoster Club, um, on my profile. If you scroll back far enough, you'll see it. Um, but like. I speculate that if Amazon buys it, it's going to be like, um, eh, it's in the best interest for the Twitch platform, but they'll probably find a way to ruin it and it'll be riddled with spyware. There's a lot of people that don't like Amazon and won't support an Amazon service, right? Like, um, honestly, the Linux community barely even stomachs the existence of Discord. Um, and so I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, and then if Google buys it, it'll most certainly die. Just like every chat standard they've ever stood up. Like Google Hangouts, remember that? Google Hangouts, remember that? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they might luck out if they get a hold of Discord, simply because at least then they've got something that's, like, pieced together. Hangouts was great, but they never did anything with it. and it, it, The feature list kind of stayed the same through its whole life cycle. Yeah. I mean, they, they updated it a little bit here and there, but, like, nothing major. Yeah, and they've had like Google Talk. Plus, they and, would they would gain the Discord team too, probably. Assuming they don't fire. So it's them not all. like it would be them developing it. It'd be mm-hmm. a different. Or, well, yeah. 
It's like, congrats, you hired a bunch of like groomers. Go, go, do your thing. <laughs> They'll probably fire them all. Like Discord. Yeah, is a, that's probably fair too. Yeah. Discord is such a shitty company, full of shitty people working there. Like, holy shit, I have no sympathy. But like, so Google would definitely kill it. Uh, Amazon, it would stagnate and probably milk everyone still using it for money. Um, by implementing spy, spying tactics, uh, and then people like our good friends probably not motivated to switch to anything else because it's not bad enough, right? And then here comes Microsoft, right? Microsoft, it's going to be either, it's going to be fucking awesome because they're going to integrate it with Xbox. They're going to dominate the cross-play experience. Like, have you ever played, like, Call of Duty Warzone with an Xbox friend and a PC friend and, like, you try to get them on Discord but they have to join on their phone or some bullshit, right? Like, I've done that. It sucks. Um, not specifically for that game, but yeah, and I mean... We had a guy from Final Fantasy XIV, and that's what he, he had like a crappy, shitty laptop. But he was playing with us through his fucking PlayStation 4. Hmm. Wow. So it's like, you know, he was jumping through hoops in that regard, but. But he did it. Imagine, you know, Xbox, like, the, the most recent Xbox One is really strong, and the new Xbox One X, the, the new one, right, is, like, super beefy. It's a big, beefy console. Like, imagine they had, like, Xbox Dashboard integrated Discord voice chat. Like, they would dominate the cross-play experience and leave Sony in the dust. Like, they have a lot to gain from buying Discord, right? However, they, they are the ones that bought Skype and ruined it, so they might ruin Discord. You know, that's true. If they buy if they buy Discord, they got to make sure it's not auto installed on our computers. Although, I will admit, at the very least, Microsoft bought Skype when it was already on the way out. It was already kind of like stagnant. So mm. there, there's a little bit more there than they just ruined it. But you're right; they definitely shot it while it was down. They didn't let it die on its own. They they definitely forced it down. And uh, my fellow friends in the corporate world will know. The, the 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 rest of the story they had microsoft link lync link uh which got merged with skype after um they bought Ooh, skype that's bad it became known as skype for business and it sucked it was no, to be fair skype for business was the definitive version of skype because it had no ads um so like for personal use i would use skype for business because it was a different version of the app like you didn't need a business license or anything to get it on your computer and you can log into your regular Skype account with it. It was a loophole to get around the ads. Um, but I ain't about to go download Discord for business. No thanks. Like, not doing that. Right? Microsoft Teams is, I would call, a Discord competitor because Discord and Microsoft Teams are kind of similar. Like, it's persistent chat, voice channels, voice calling, all in one suite. Kind of like Discord, but it's very, very different and very very bad like it's a bad piece of software um it, it, it's not good so if microsoft buys discord there's like a 50 50 chance like it could be fucking awesome because they'll integrate with xbox and they won't fuck with it it'll be great 50 percent chance that it'll be the new skype and suck and get killed uh or tencent will buy it and it'll come with wechat yeah it's uh that's that that that's a worst case scenario. Would you still use Discord if Tencent bought it? Uh maybe for a little bit, but not for much longer. 
I mean, I, I, I played Tencent owned games already, but not yeah, not for uh, not for long, not for my own free will, not of my own free will. There we go. That's so, we're putting it. assuming whoever buys Discord is going to be an exploitative company, I have a couple things in mind. So, obviously, I don't have the metal right now, like with Argus 3.0 over there, like he, he's not ready, right? I can't host my own Matrix server. Like, for a short time, uh, our gaming channel in Discord was bridged to a Matrix server, uh, which could then be bridged to something else, but never did. It wasn't my server. Someone helped me set it up. That person is gone. Uh, that bridge is gone. Uh, but I, not by choice. Like, I, I liked it. Um, and I'd like to do it again if I owned the server bridging to it. Um, yeah. That would be cool. Matrix is a chat standard that's sort of universal, but kind of a mess. It, the the protocol's not a mess. The server implementations are a mess. Like, the, the couple that there are to choose from, they're kind of inefficient and don't run well. Um, however, there's a new Matrix server coming soon. It's called TeamSpeak. That's right. TeamSpeak, the new one, for persistent chat, implements the Matrix protocol and federates hmm. with Matrix servers. Isn't that fucking great? So, I'll probably host that when it comes out, and then I'll bridge those rooms to the Melomancy Discord. Like, I'll never get rid of it. Assuming Microsoft doesn't get rid of the ability to bridge, or whoever buys it. They probably wouldn't. I mean, if they were to get rid of webhooks, there's so much shit they would lose. Right. And that's how you do it, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. so they, they, they would have to physically block it at that point. Right. But then, you can't block a Matrix server, like... Because yeah. there's infinite number of them. I set it up myself. So I can use Matrix as a stopgap to bridge things. But my immediate plan, because new TeamSpeak is not public, and um, Discord may get bought very fucking soon, is I've already created a Melomancy Gilded server. And I might share that link around. Uh, I'm currently the only person in it. But Gilded, um, I don't know if you've heard about it, Victim. It's like a Discord alternative that is centralized. Yeah, I've heard about it a little bit. Everything bad about Discord is true about Gilded. It's centralized, venture capitalist, fever dream, right? That's yeah. the reason why Discord's up for sale. is because it's a venture capitalist fever dream. Like, uh, they ask a bunch of rich Californians for money. And it's like, we'll be profitable one day. We're the future of chat. They're right. They are the future of chat. But they're not profitable. And they have to pay back those loans, Right? You can't just make a company out yeah, of nowhere. That makes sense. Okay. You ask for venture capitalist investment, and they... So, all these old fucks in California, they're too afraid to miss out on the next Uber or the next Facebook. And so, every fucking, like, teenager with a dream that, you know, tells them their cool idea in an elevator in downtown LA, right? They're going to give them all the money that they have because they don't want to risk missing out on the next Uber, the next Facebook and so they'll throw companies like Discord a bunch of money only to find out four years later they're a bunch of degenerate furries that just want to fuck kids. And it's like, oh, they're not making the money back. They're not profitable. I'm not going to get this investment back. And then it's like, oh, let's sell it to Microsoft. And then all this investment they had in Discord becomes investment in Microsoft, which turns into shares, which are valuable. And then, and then everybody wins, except the furries. Because they'll get fired. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'd hope. I mean, at that point, Microsoft takes the takes the the shit. They become Microsoft but, employees, and then Microsoft fires them. Hopefully, 
<laughs> Fuck Discord. You would hope. Yeah. <laughs> so TLDR. Uh, well, hoping that those people are even still there, I suppose. If those people are still there, rather. Right. I mean, the controversy with the furry thing with Discord was a long time ago. For all we know, they could have all been fired. Uh, but it sounded like the corruption went pretty deep. And we don't know the full story. So that's something I would love to tell on the show after we have all the facts. After it's over. It's not over. That's the problem. Uh, so I mean, we'll know real <laughs> fast because they'll bitch and moan on Twitter that they got fired for no reason. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> no reason. Oh, he's one of the furries from Discord. Oh, yeah, I remember. Uh, why could they have fired them? Uh-huh. Not that the furry lifestyle is anything to scoff at. Like, these people are, are disgusting. And I, I don't have time to go into the full story. But, you know, it's porn-related. The community at large is just... Yeah disgusting i'm sure there's individuals out there that are fine I've, I've had friends that are whatever and they're not yeah horrible people but the community at large is pretty fucked i mean there's a lot of weird degenerate groups of people on the internet that have literally the same exact problems let's so i'm not it, gonna say it's exclusive mm-hmm. but let's it's put, not yeah let's put it this way furries understand better than anyone what we're talking about because these people that run discord are the bad ones Right, they're the ones that you know draw the furry equivalent of lolly, which is not wholesome at all and very very disgusting. Um, I just don't understand how you get how you go that far down. I know, Jesus. And so there's there's plenty of furries that think that that's gross too, and they and I'm and they understand better than most people the the, the length of evil that we're discover, describing here. Uh, so people who aren't furries that are uh, otherwise normal listening to this, I'm not talking about all furries or the furry lifestyle. Ask your local furry what I'm talking about. They'll tell you all about it. <laughs> right? Furries in your area. Yeah. I'm not generalizing. The whole. I'm talking about a subset that the Discord staff inhibit that are very bad. Anyway, so uh, I bring up gilded.gg because I did try it. I, I, I made a server for us. I've never used it. I've never talked to somebody on it. I kind of want to try it just in case. Um, maybe I'll pass the links around this weekend or next weekend if I'm not busy um, to try it out. But like, it's basically Discord with chats and, and chat channels and voice channels. But there's a couple extra things. Like, uh, there's a calendar. Remember how we used to leverage the Steam calendar with our Steam group to uh, plan events like Age of Empires Nights and stuff, right? Imagine if Discord could do that. That's what Gilded offers, right? Integrated calendaring. Which is super cool for guilds. Hence the name of the app, Gilded GG. I get it. That makes sense. Right? Right? Yeah. Um, so th- there's a lot of quality of life there that they thought about the Discord has not bothered to implement. Uh, however, mm. it is still a centralized piece of software that is not federated. And therefore, has the same kind of shelf life as Discord. Like, I would move to it if Discord got ruined and and hope that everyone joined me. However, I would not expect it to remain virtuous or good because only a free and open source replacement like Mumble or um, Matrix could really surpass it because I yeah. hosting it myself is important to me. And TeamSpeak at least lets me self-host, even if it's closed source and I can't tell what's under the hood. It's very customizable and is self-hostable. Like, I'll settle for self-hostable. Open source is better. But Discord is a low bar. 
I think Gilded may cross that bar. I just, I haven't tested it. Um, and it seems to be the most promising alternative at present. Because as much as I like Matrix, I don't expect you to use it. Because it's really good for chat. It's really good for group chats. But uh, when you hit the voice chat button, when you hit the turn your webcam on and, and voice chat with the people in the call, it's very similar to a Skype group when you hit the call button. And the call that they enter is this, Jitsi Meet. Exactly this. Oh. Obviously, huh. Jitsi Meet's pretty sweet. It works it's for okay. us. It, it's, it's pretty solid. This, this definitely, it, it definitely feels feature incomplete. Mm -hmm. But uh, it does what it seeks to do. Yeah. So, so imagine uh, replacing Discord with, with Matrix. If we wanted to get into a voice channel, we would do this. Probably keep our webcams off for both bandwidth and I'm not looking at your face reasons. I'm on a game. Uh, the audio quality is fine. We record our show on it. Nobody's complained yet. Um, the audio quality seems fine. So imagine, you know, us with the rest of the bros, webcams off, talking. Not so bad, I think. Um, yeah. But it, Matrix is more similar to Skype than it is to um, Discord as the way groups are managed. They're much similar to Skype groups. It's like what a room is is more in Matrix than it is in Discord. And in Discord, a single room, a single chat channel is just part of a bigger thing, right? Whereas Matrix, like, the channel is everything, right? What, and you, Yes, you're expected to have multiple channels, like a Discord server, but um, you have a lot more agency over them, and they, they, they mean more, is my point. Um, yeah. I think... I find it really hard to to see a future where Discord dies instantaneously, um, because there's so many alternatives, and a lot of them aren't even fully done being like built mm -hmm. yet. Is a, I guess a one one like freaky thought, but like I guess honestly at the end of the day, Discord wasn't either. Mm -hmm. Most people adopted Discord before it had any integration whatsoever. Right. We did I too. mean, we we came in pretty early. It only was out for about like two years by the time we got in. I don't even know if it was two years. Like we we jumped in 2015. Like they were relatively unknown. Yeah, I suppose it was pretty that. Uh. But yeah, the, the point there was that like Victim. it um that was six probably years won't ago. Matter much. Six years it ago. It's a long time. Damn, dude! Like holy shit! Like yeah, we had Teamspeak in 2011. Sure, right? Like. So, I mean, that was around for a lot of years, too. But I feel like we've been on Discord for almost longer than we were on TeamSpeak slash Mumble. And that scares me. Because I hate it so much that I want to leave it. But we've yeah, been on it for probably... so long, it feels like a huge betrayal of what we've built. <laughs> yeah, I think... Honestly, we're probably fine. Like, yeah. it, no matter what happens to Discord, it, it either it'll all, only go better. Either Discord mm. gets better or one of these other companies is emboldened to make something that's better. Mm. Um, honestly, I think the biggest issue that we run into with Discord being, like, lorded so heavily is that there's no competition. Mm -hmm. Discord is, like, they, they had a storefront at one point. I don't know if anyone remembers that. They had a fucking... <laughs> um, God. They had another feature thing. But, like, the point, point of the matter was that like, they, they've had shit over the years. Um, and they used to release updates like all the fucking time. Now mm -hmm. you get an update and it's like just like a fucking featured 
fixing bug fixing uh, thing where you're not really getting anything new. They they've stagnated really really hard. In fact, they, they've regressed because that store I just talked about is not there anymore. Right. Um. So it's one of those moments where like Discord itself needs to start ramping up again. And I think that if it gets bought by Microsoft, that's probably the the only real chance it's got in that regard. Hmm. I agree. But I don't know. So how how long do you think something needs to stagnate before people want something more? Um, I guess it depends, because like we are in a unique situation, and this applies to the Fediverse as well. And uh, we're, we're, we've gone an hour and forty three minutes at this point. I, I'd like to close on these thoughts, right? Let me okay. let me say a few words and let you respond. So uh, this applies to the Fediverse as well as Discord. For those who are new to the show, the Fediverse is where my account in social media is it's like uh, a federated network similar to twitter but not twitter right i'm on shitposter.club uh if you don't know what the fediverse is go look it up there's a lot of detail or watch our show watch previous episodes so point is uh this is true of the fediverse the same as it is of discord is that community comes first right for example yeah my fediverse account is on shitposter.club and i joined in 2017 right it's been years since i created my account and i love it there right i like the people there i like the admin he's been on our show it's fucking awesome right at some point uh, so when i started when i joined ship poster club they were using a piece of software called gnu social as their server right free and open yeah. source software they didn't make it they're hosting it right uh not a big deal um later on uh, new software is invented uh, that is better. It does the job better, right? It's called Pleroma. Um, and the admin has the balls to write a script that will take, lift and shift his website and its database and all of its content from one GNU social to Pleroma. Which you remember the ordeal we went through with converting our forum software from Zenforo to NodeBB. We mentioned it on the episode Moonman was on. That's the admin of Shitposter Club. We, we had to fiddle with a lot of corruption shit, didn't we? Yes. Like data corruption? It yeah. was not smooth at all. And neither was well, Shitposter Club's migration either. Right? It was not smooth, but we fucking did it. And we pressed on. Right? Like, the community of Shitposter Club is so much more important to me than the experience of using it. That they could have installed something else. Like, there were other options, like Mastodon, Friendica, Hubzilla, um, there's probably more, uh, Miskey, right? Frenica are... just sounds like a fucking strain of weed. <laughs> there, I said it, I said it. <laughs> okay. Frenica devs, take notice. But, like, there is other software that use the same protocol, ActivityPub, to federate to other servers. So I would have been able to talk to all the same people on the network from the same website, but with different user experience and software that is easier to maintain and gives me and everyone else a different experience but my posts and their content same experience to everyone else because they're on different software and they didn't change right um point is is that shitposter club could have changed to fucking friendica which sucks by the way (laughs) it is it is not a strain of drugs you have to be stoned to like it yes uh they could have changed to friendica and i would not have moved because the community is so much more important than the software running right and i think that's also true of melanmancy like 
you, me, and the boys, right? Everyone that makes up our core community before the podcast, right? Which any listener of the podcast listening or watching live is welcome to join, right? The Melomancy Gaming community of which this podcast is born from. That community is not bound by our choice of software, right? If Discord died today, I would set something up and we would all join it, right? Um, yeah. yeah, I'll miss out on the 47 fucking Genshin Impact servers I'm in. Servers, I use the term lightly, they're not really servers, right? Different Discord guilds. Um, I'm also they're, in... they're more like centralized um, porn posting. Uh... Yeah. Well, some of them don't actually have porn channels, but that's besides the point. Um, I gotta check now if the ones I'm in do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in one for my brother-in-law and his friends in real life. I'm in one for Trio Doug from Shipposter Club, who is also in our Discord. He's a streamer as well. I'm in one for uh, Ten Grands, the cryptocurrency we've talked about before. I'm in one for Library. I'm in one for Clone Hero. I'm in a Discord guild for a bunch of things, and they could all die tomorrow, and I wouldn't be sad. Because me... You and Melonmancy Gaming Community would move to something else. As I have your contact info, thanks to Steam and other alternative yep. methods. I could stand something up and say, hey, this is our new thing. Come join it. And then they would come, right? Same as if Shipposter Club changed to another piece of software, I would stay on it. I would not leave. The community on it is important to me. And every, my, the following that I've fostered is important to me. And everyone that I care about knows where I am and that matters to me like nomadic identity is cool right and it's cool that on the fediverse you can create an account on a bunch of instances and move around and get cozy host your own I don't know but like the community that comes with an established server that doesn't go down doesn't quit also matters and I'm on one and it's valuable to me so this I, I, I see the same patterns in discord guilds as I see in fediverse servers the community comes first like I'm not gonna like if all the Genshin Impact servers immediately got deleted by hacker or from some of the reason I wouldn't care. I would wait for them to get recreated and I would join them and I wouldn't miss any of the content. But could you imagine how sad you would be if all these channels in the Melomancy Discord vanished overnight? Yeah, it'd be kind of annoying. Yeah, years of chat history, things that we've said and done together, lost. Like, I, I appreciate all of it and I, I don't want it to be lost. But the community is more important than the software it uses to communicate. And we would move together, and it would be fine. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I've talked enough. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's ultimately it. It's like, I think right now, it would definitely be hard to convince everyone simply. I mean, like, if it was something easy enough, like something we didn't have to download, and we were using it as an alternative, I'm sure you could get us all to join it. But... It wouldn't be until we had the necessary necessity there. It's not like anyone would be unwilling to. It's more that they wouldn't want to do it unless there was like a, a need for it, I guess. I get that. And I don't know if I'm necessarily in that same camp. I think I, I, I mean, I, I still believe that, you know, Discord has enough features about it. And the fact that everyone uses it makes it stupid convenient. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also don't really mind having multiple programs on my computer, so. Right. I saw a funny picture earlier today about um, Steam and Epic uh, Game Store. It was like, um, 
it was one of those dumb four panel memes they had the the npc meme like okay uh so in in the first three panels like why are you there on steam why are you a fanboy for a single steam like a single game store why don't you go get on you know all these other ones and then the there was another wojack of a of a freaking like normal guy like oh yeah make a linux client i'll install it right away right uh and and use it and buy stuff and then they just have the npc meme and they're just with the, with the frowny eyebrows like yeah like, like god damn it like yeah i get it i don't play video games on linux i have a linux partition we record and upload and edit the show on linux i do everything on linux but i i boot into windows for all my video games because it's just easier for me <laughs> and in the future if i had infinite money and could build my dream computer it would have two graphics cards not sli'd I would have one for Linux, and I'd have one for a dedicated Windows virtual machine, which is the barrier of entry of using a virtual machine for gaming, by the way, is a dedicated graphics card for the virtual machine. So I would just give it one, and then I would do it. And then I would never boot into Windows again. I would just... Windows is a window in my freaking Linux desktop that my games run inside of that I can full screen. And the, the performance hit on the RAM might exist, but... RAM is cheap, and I could just get more. Like, that's the dream. And yeah, uh, no. yeah, just download some more. Just download more RAM, guys. Just download. That should be the episode title. Just download more RAM, guys. It's totally fine. Man, I'm gonna feel like I'm baiting the audience having the episode title be so late in the episode. <laughs> anyway, so victim, are there any final thoughts you'd like to give to the world before we end stream tonight? Uh, invest in Dogecoin uh invest in 10 grands thank you dogecoin is not worth even a dollar 10 grands is worth like 90 i don't know uh, i haven't looked Sam? <laughs> uh i don't know honestly i think i think we hit on everything even i think i don't know if we missed anything we even we even threw in a little bit of genshin impact even though it's not even on the agenda it wasn't even on the agenda there's currently an event in genshin impact and i like to hold my comments for the end because uh i haven't done all the quests yet they're voiced and they're awesome. So it's like I've done some of them. I want to do the rest before I really talk about it. And uh, I really need to get the rest of the upgrades for the bow. I'm probably gonna stop there though. Like I'm gonna get. I got the bow. I've got like four of the refinements. I need to get one more. And then I'm probably gonna stop doing the event because I don't enjoy it. <laughs> oh really? Oh, I. I it's it's okay. okay. I like what they were doing with it. The hangouts are cool. I haven't done them yet. The only thing I don't like about the event is that it's really hard to do on the phone. So I have to do it on my computer. Yeah. That is something I've noticed. That's the problem. It's, I cannot imagine. It's too hard on the phone. So I'm like, I got to do it on my PC, which means I got to wait for the weekend because of my kids. And it's like, okay, yeah. so tomorrow I'm going on a day trip to see some family. And I'm coming back. And it's Planet Side Double Experience Weekend. And I want to play it. But. If I don't do the Genshin event first, I'm going to miss out on the bow, which, given how good the sword from the last event is, like, and it's Refinement 5, like, I'm not missing out on this. I'm going to hold on to that bow at Refinement 5 until I find a use for it. Because the last event weapon is broken. This event weapon is probably broken as well. Uh, we just I just don't, don't know who I'd use it on. Exactly, right? N nobody does. But one day, the, the, the character will come. And we'll and you'll be glad you have it. Yeah, I mean the next banner is four star is the character that was built for the spear they gave us during the dragon spine. Right. 
So, I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll come eventually. They just, they're, I don't know. I feel like they're really slow going with releasing characters, especially when we know they have characters built and ready to go. Like, mm-hmm. like that Eula? Makes me a bit sad. That Cryo Greatsword Monstant user with the fat ass. She's been clearly done for a while. Like, the fact that the moment that they get a hold of the betas, all of their animations are perfectly done. Yeah, they're obviously ready for, like, next. Or Ay- Ayaka, who was in the fucking beta. I know. I think she's the last one from the beta that hasn't been released yet. It's like, I respect your decision to save for Ayaka, because she's nice. And, obviously, you've been hyped for a long time. But, like, I like... She comes with the ultimate... Uh, uh, what's the word for it? Um, convenience. You can just traverse infinitely on 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 water. It's nice. So like I so. get that, and I get that you like the 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 Japanese aesthetic of the Inazuma region in Genshin. Uh, I am impartial to the Germanic Mondstadt region of Genshin, and this Eula Greatsword Cryo user is a Mondstadt character, and I just I like that style. Like nobody's talking about it, but she has a really big implication story wise too. Yes. Like, cause she's she a is, descendant she's of the, the descendant of, of of Monset royalty, and for those of you who don't know, Monset royalty, they were, were giant pricks, and they were dethroned uh, five hundred some years ago in the manga. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the fact that they still exist is interesting. What is she going to be? Is she going to be an antagonist? Probably not. Probably not. She's in the knights, so it's like she's probably aware of her heritage, but like you know, acquiesces to the, the current way of things. But her ass is so fat that I'm going to roll for her anyway, and I'm probably going to drop over 100 bucks just to get that fat ass, because uh, holy shit, she's so hot. Oh my god. Like, and she's, she's also going to be able to use the four-star great star, great star that was released during Dragonspine. Because she, uh, she can combo her ability into her auto-attacks without breaking sequence. That's so broken. Like, I can't it's wait. It's so broken looking. I mean... It's probably not going to be, like, so broken that, like, she'll, like, one-slap things, but she's going to do very, very consistent damage. Mm-hmm. I can't fucking wait. But we'll we'll hold on the further Genshin discussion until, like, the event's over. Next episode of the podcast might be a good time. Because then we'll have, a, we'll have a better idea of the future, because that's two weeks from now. So, um, we'll save it for that. Also, the, the 1.4 story update we were promised will definitely have dropped by then. So, uh, we'll have a lot to talk about. That's something that uh, will be probably interesting to talk about for certain. Yeah, yeah. I'm sad that they're waiting for the event to end for that to come out because like 1.4 is out. But like, it's smart though. Yeah, it is. Smart. They're stretching their content as hard as they can. I get it. I get it. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and go forth with the outro. So uh, once again, my name is Dylan. You can find me at shitposter.club/dylan. It's D-I-E. Ilian, it's pronounced Dylan, but everyone calls me Dylan. You can find Victim here at mm underscore victim at twitter.com, as well as a victim of gaming at twitch.tv, where he is currently, uh, like, toe deep into the third semester of Persona 5 Royal, and he's been playing Monster Hunter Rise. Um, very excited to see him beat Persona 5 Royal. Uh, then he'll play Strikers, and he'll probably pass me really fast, because I've only played, like, maybe 10 hours of Strikers, and I haven't had time for more. And I'm worried that he's gonna get to it before I can go further, and he's gonna pass me. We'll see. uh, I mean, with how fucking uh, slow-moving I am. I know. GTA roasts me every time I save. He's like, 200 and whatever amount of hours. And then everyone's like, I beat the game in only, like, 100 hours. 
Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. Persona 5, the original, I beat y'all to bath at like hour 100 on the dot. Like, no excuse. I, hey, in my defense, I'm reading all of the unvoiced dialogue out loud. Probably could have just like skimmed it when I was playing off stream or something. But yeah. So there's there's that. <laughs> but. It's all good. Uh, and so anyway, he streams almost every day. Subscribe to him on Twitch. It's the best way to know. He'll get the notifications, honestly. Because uh, Or he has his own Discord. It's not the Melomancy Discord. He has his own Discord, by the way. Pour the stream. Join that, too. That's the best way, really, honestly, to get like notified when he goes live if you don't want to follow him. Yeah, yeah you can... <laughs> I, I don't remember what the fuck the invite code is. You can, you can just find it through my About page on Twitch. It'll be fine. And then all about this podcast, like you can find more of us at melomancy.net. Everything's there. Like every time we make a new episode, like this one, I post show notes where we go, over, where I briefly mention like what the episode's about and what's in it, right? As well as some boilerplate text. Um, melomancy.net slash listen will tell you where all the stuff, all the places you can listen to our show are at. So like if wherever you're at right now listening to this, like um, there's other places. Like if you prefer Spotify, if you prefer the video podcast on odyssey.com. Like, that stuff's all there, and it's all linked. Melomancy.net slash listen. There's other shit on Melomancy.net, like the Contact Us page, the About Us page. That's not important. I just wanted to point it out. So, if you have feedback, because this new live format is kind of new for us, please reach out to me on Shitposter Club or to Victim on Twitter. Like, we love to hear about the show. Like, my favorite posts to read on social media are comments and criticism about the show because uh, it makes me feel good that people are actually watching it <laughs> i know people are watching and listening like i see the metrics on soundcloud it's kind of terrifying how many people watch and listen but like hearing about it on social media is very rare so like if you've got comments or praise or criticism or maybe you fucking hate it tell me i want to know i want to yeah know. hit me with it hell yeah i want to want my day it. ruined motherfucker yeah Tell me you don't like that victim shaved his beard. <laughs> Tell me you think oh, my yeah. glasses Trust are dumb. Me. Like I don't even wear glasses. These are fucking gunners. Look at look at how much blue ne- filtering Next week this I'll is. make sure this is reshaved because holy fuck is it scratchy scratchy dude. Uh. Yeah. Look at the blue tint on these fucking gunners, right? Like I'm not getting any headaches from this fucking monitor. You know, or maybe you don't like my cat, Leviathan, in the background here. Maybe you think he's stupid because he's a Lynx point and maybe I don't know. Or maybe you don't like that I, I drink on the show and I've almost had like a, a fifth of whiskey. I don't know. Let us know. Bellmancy.net. Shipposter Club. Twitter.com. Find us. Talk to you guys later. Until next time. Two weeks. Every two weeks on study. But one last thing. Uh, we I'm going to post this on Odyssey.com, the VOD. Tomorrow, like normal, we streamed this episode a day early because I have a day trip tomorrow to see some family. So like, Ooh, and uh, it's my birthday tomorrow, so that's why I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it tomorrow. What? Everyone, send him stuff on Steam. Just talk to me. I'll t- I'll 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 send you his Steam name. You can send him like the next Nico Para or whatever he doesn't have. Please don't. Oh God, I still have to explain that to people when I scroll down and like, what game should we play next? When I'm out of games to play on on Steam, and someone's like, why do you have Dinner Date Simulator? Why do you have <laughs> Nico Para? Why do you have fucking, I don't know, whatever hentai simulator game GTA gifted me? Yeah. It's like, well, you see. <laughs> it's a melomancy tradition to gift people for their birthday bullshit they're not going to play. 
like hey oh, to wolf for boyfriend or wife or, uh, or genital jousting which or is genital uh, jousting. I, I, I found out the other night is banned from twitch you, you can't even if you play it you get auto banned nice fuck uh, anyways just saying that's tradition send victims some stuff i'm totally gonna post in discord tomorrow you you fucked up <laughs> but yeah see you later